0: To this and Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie, just that little bit of mold on the fish and chips. I'm Michelle, and I'm
1: the fastest at eating the pasta.
0: Oh, uh, they're both food related.
1: <laughs> I'm the fastest at eating the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're back, and we played case four. <laughs> we did. Um, uh, there's no news. So. Sorry. Happy New Year yep. 2023. Uh, happy. <laughs> oh it's january yeah happy january <laughs> happy twenty we're about to go to february that's the news i guess the passage of time passage of time
0: marches on everward um yeah so we played case four so i think we are just gonna kind of just jump right into this whole episode recap so if you're not into spoilers we'll see you next a time we'll See you next a time um all right so i mean the, the you know I could really sum up this case of hey do you remember the last game and a half? All right, cool. Okay, wait. Okay,
1: so I feel like we do. I mean, I feel like we have jumped in very fast. I don't know. You know, we're a minute in, and we have we don't have any news to sink our teeth into, and so I think I I think I do want to say something about that, which is like I do remember. Like I mean. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you remember? (laughs) I know. Hey, do you remember? I know we're not playing this game in the optimal fashion where we like play it all through all at once because I think arguably the optimal fashion to play an Ace Attorney game is not in one sitting or anything, but like over the course of a couple of days or weeks total. I know we're not doing that. Correct. I know we probably forget stuff. I'm sure y'all are yelling at your own, in your own piece of your own homes or in your cars or on your toilets, like, why aren't you guys remembering XYZ? Sure, I'm sure we forget things. But I do fucking remember the rest of the game. Like, hey, I can't imagine if I was playing it in the optimal format, uh, how infuriating it would be to be reminded of shit that just happened to me.
0: Yes. Um, And so, what what I mean is, this case is constantly constantly repeating itself
1: it's also yeah it's constantly reminding you of the events of this case yes and so um um this case itself not very long actually no not very long it's and 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 i think for for a lot of people i think it blurs together with the next one which we haven't played yet because rightly so this isn't its own case yeah, so
0: this is case, this is, once again, case for Twisted Karma and His Last Bow. Uh, and I mean, like, I took full notes like I have been, and they're they're long, but they're very repetitious. So I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm repeating myself a lot. They did it first. They did it first. Maybe I could
1: try to edit some of it, but uh, yeah. Um, I did want to do some, f- we'll get to it in a second, but I did want to do some fun Michelle Googled what this word means in Japanese games. So mm. we'll get to that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. So the games. This case starts off where we recap about the murder dog, man falling out, of, jumping out of his grave, dead man in a forgotten room, blah blah blah. Right. So we do that Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes thing. Sherlock Holmes. At this point, I forgot that Sherlock Holmes is the correct name, <laughs> and Sherlock <laughs> is the wrong name because I go to write my notes and I write hurlock or i write schlombs i'm like oh wait that's the correct one i want to write the wrong (laughs) one so at this point we've expressed that they're interchangeable for you i can't remember what's right and wrong at this point
1: i think that means that um now in this the year of 2023 when sherlock Holmes is out of copyright that means that really we've won (laughs) (laughs) that you can't tell which one's the right one that means we are victorious
0: (laughs) congratulations i guess Okay. So we this game this this case picks up 8 days after the trial where Kazuma finds out that he he is Kazuma that we find out he's alive and that we are situated now at the Great Waterloo Hotel. It's November 1st. So Professor Mikitoba, uh who I probably will just call Daddy for the rest of my notes. Um
1: <laughs> yeah, when we refer to t- Daddy, we mean Professor Mikatoda. Okay. I also got to calling him Daddy mostly.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it was just less letters to type, and Sato calls him Daddy, so it's fine. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we're like, oh, how much did he know about the professor? You know, and Kazuma, how much did he know? And blah blah blah. And so Daddy and the judge, the Japanese judge, show up, uh, and they're both wearing very nice suits. And I, I only- think
1: you're forgetting something, Stephanie. <laughs> Daddy and the Japanese judge and a very large Chanel briefcase <laughs> or Louis Vuitton brief, like, trunk have all arrived. And the Louis Vuitton trunk is very important, I'm sure, to the next case because of how p- they've placed it through the entirety of this scene.
0: I can say I did not notice this trunk. You
1: didn't fucking notice it. That's all I noticed. The photo that you get at the end of this scene with you and the daddy and the judge has the fucking trunk in it.
0: Man, nope, didn't notice that at all.
1: I think the victim's in that trunk right now, baby. I think the victim is in this scene.
0: Uh, I'm sitting right here, Michelle. I think I'm the true victim, honestly, to be... Yeah, and you're in this scene, too. (laughs) So, all right, so Daddy the Judge and a Louis Vuitton trunk have arrived, and they're all wearing (laughs) very nice European suits. I only bring this up because now it infuriates me that- That we have to be in our traditional Japanese (laughs) garb, and everyone else is in Western garb? Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) It really bothers me that we have to be so Japanese. Because, like, Ryo Nosuke looks fine, but everyone makes fun of him for wearing all black all the time. But Susato is so Japanese it hurts, right? Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'll I'll go back to notes and not my feelings. Uh, okay. So they show up. Uh, Judge Shiro's like, "Hey, it's me. Remember? Ha ha ha. Guilty. Ha ha ha." And I'm like, "All right."
1: Um. So did I mean clearly we forgot the first game, so he we had to be reminded we of had to him, be right? reminded of who he is and he uh,
0: was our judge. Um. All right. So. Uh, We're like, hey, Kazuma's alive, and did you know he had amnesia, and he's, he wasn't, like, he went missing, and they're like, we knew he was missing in Hong Kong, but we had no idea what happened to him, like, we sent investigation, but nothing came of it, so, holy shit, he's alive, that's great, uh, Mr. Strongheart, you know, Lord Strongheart neglected to tell us this information, (laughs) and you're like, hmm, that's not suspicious of Strongheart at all. right. Um, so he talked to daddy some more and he was like, yeah, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I was here to learn about autopsies cause they, you know, brand new kind of stuff. And the judges, and the, they're like, oh yeah. It's like, or like, oh, do you know about the professor case? And dad's like, yeah, I was here to learn about autopsies get, or, you know, Genshin was accused, is, is the professor... Yeah, Danny, G- Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact is all I could think about this entire time. Um, we
1: started, we did start calling him Genshin Impact. And this is why I looked at, this is where I did the the Googling of the names. Because I had to know what Genshin means, right? Yeah, what does Genshin mean? And it meant, it. I, like, from my memory, and I'm not a linguist and I don't know the cultural ramifications, but it means basically, like... uh Old God or like arcade like old like in a in a sort of primordial yeah old primordial or original God is what Genshin means. And huh. then um, and then I was like, well, I better look up Judge Jigoku's name too because his name is Sashiro Jigoku and his name means hell. His name means hell. huh And then I looked up Daddy's name because his Daddy's name is Yujin Mikotoba and his name means friend. <laughs> So the original God, Hell, and their friend.
0: <laughs> I'd watch that show.
1: Um, well, that's, yeah. Isn't that what St. Young Men's about? <laughs> I never watched St. Young Men, but.
0: Uh, St. Young Men is about Jesus and Buddha, and I don't know what they do. They're roommates? That's all I know. I haven't watched it either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I just was like, ah, oh, you're going to make me look at the Genshin Impact of it all. <laughs> I better know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have to keep calling him
0: Genshin because the thing, the other thing they do in this case is they keep using last names and that does it,
1: that's so infuriating when we have Genshin Asogi and Kazuba Asogi. I will say that they did a better job of this with Miles Edgeworth and Gregory Edgeworth. I, I feel like we didn't get that confused on that distinction ever um, when uh, we had a similar dead dad prosecutor case.
0: Yes, but there were less people in those cases that were like Related to or direct, like direct, um, direct relationships to Gregory, and they were, they were like on the outskirts. So, like, all these people are like, I was friends with Asogi, I hung out with Asogi, and it's like, yeah, but they all mean Genshin because they're talking in the past. So, I always knew who they were talking about, but I was like, if we could just use first names, that would be helpful. And it would be, these are small gripes, uh, but. Anyway, so we asked Dad about the ten- case 10 years ago, why he was here, and, uh, you know, Genshin had tr- his close trial, the, the, the Japanese judge, Sasuro, had, like, spoken to defense, but he going too far, getting himself in trouble during that trial, and so the trial ends, Genshin is accused of murder, and the other two are shortly after sent home. Um, and then, like, Susado's like, I'm gonna go over here now, and Daddy's like, oh, hey, look after my daughter, and we're like, she looks after us. And yeah. he's like, I'm a bad dad, and I don't give Susato enough. Uh, but I try to give her as much as I can because she's a woman. Uh, and then he's like, Can you do us a favor? And we're like, uh, And Susato's like, I'm back. And so we don't know what the favor is. But the porter, who is very familiar looking, um, has a camera around his neck, and we pay five shillings for a photo. Um, the the porter is um,
1: a juror from one of the previous cases. Yeah, one of the previous jurors. He um, was. I think he was related to the um, the carrot. Coachman's case. Yeah. Yes. He's like the head of the Coachman's Guild, which is like, why is he a porter now? But I don't think it's going to come up.
0: <laughs> it's not going to come up. Um, <laughs> I only bring this this familiar Coachman up because of later. Um, but he has a, So we pay, we pay him five shillings because he's got a camera, and we take a photo. And somehow the photo's in color that we get to see. But anyway. And the, and the Louis Vuitton... And this trunk Louis is in the trunk.
1: foreground of the photo.
0: Yeah, so we have Louis trunk, Dad, um, dad, uh, Shashiro, us, and Susato. Uh, and for some reason, we're in the middle, because that makes a nice family photo. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, we're like, all right, we're going to go home. And so we go home to see Iris, and we get there. There's two people with bright red hair. I'll have you describe them later, because they come up again. Yeah, I, yeah, they sure do. Um and so they're they're like crying, or what this one of them's crying, whatever, and Gina's like, come on, off to prison with you. So they go to prison and uh Herlock's um hair is bright red, like very, very, very red. And he's uh he's like, Oh those thieves are trying to pull a fast one on me. But we all also learn that he's like that, I was trying to do a thing essentially to get money because I've squandered squandered all the money on a motor car and I have no money for rent. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I'm rent's due, and tomorrow. It's due tomorrow. Yeah. On the 2nd of November.
0: <laughs> Classic. Uh and so um we're just like, "Hey, do you remember when you lied to us and we talked about that the other day? Uh and you told us like you're a liar and we should never trust you and you told us Kazuma was dead and he's like, huh, you remember that, huh?" Well, um yeah, so I had the corp I had his corpse. He was unconscious for a long time. Basically, He's like, yeah, he wasn't dead, but if he didn't wake up soon, he was definitely going to be dead. Uh, but the crew, So the crew moved him to a different room, and he was supposed to, like, you know, be taken off the boat at Hong Kong. And he disappeared, and he swears he doesn't know how he disappeared. And he never explains why he lied in the first place to us. Um, but we let it go, and we look at the newspaper on the couch about this redheaded leak. And so we asked him about it, like, hey, this is why your hair red. And so basically they had a fixed number of members. They all get four pounds a week. And he was planning on uh, joining this to get the four pounds a week so he could pay his rent. And instead of just dyeing his hair, he chemically altered it with some sort of concoction. And now his hair is actually red. But when he went there, they were like, oh, hello, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Sloams And he's like, are you all working on a case? And he goes, haha, yeah. And then he left out of embarrassment. So he got nothing. Good day, sir. um
1: Really surprising that Herlock Scholz has a sense of embarrassment.
0: Honestly. So um he's like, But I will have a client due in an hour. And so that hopefully will pay my rent. I will definitely take that case, whatever it is. And so we're like, Well, we have an hour to kill. Let's go visit Strongheart. I'll say this whole case the leaps of logic of why you have to go to each place <laughs> in the order they have you go to each place make no sense.
1: I do think we went to Strongheart because we were like, I want to talk to Cosma, and we have to ask permission from Strongheart to talk to Cosma. Correct, yeah. I mean, it, but, like, it, it just,
0: it doesn't flow naturally, in my opinion, the way no. the like, we had that thought, and then we talked to Herlock, and then we're just kind of like, well, I guess we'll go do the thing I was thinking about earlier. So we go to Strongheart's, and he's talking to Von Zeeks and he's glaring at us, and Von Ziegs is running around to prepare for the forensic Symposium, because the rest of Dr. Sith had put him back. So, he didn't know Kazuma was the son of the professor. But funny that, he showed away on a ship, and they were like, how did you even meet Kazuma? He's like, oh, he showed away on a ship. And, like, uh, I was like, oh, this guy knows the law. I'll make him Von Zeke's apprentice. Which is so fucking weird. Uh, the math was to keep Von <laughs> Zeke in the dark about him being Japanese. Because
1: you know how I racist think he said- is. <laughs> So funny, because Strongheart was like, yeah, I put a mask on him because Von Zieg's is so racist, it would have caused a problem. (laughs) Just, that's, like, literally what he says. Yeah. He hates Japanese people, so I hid the fact that this kid was Japanese. And I gave him to him.
0: Out of anybody in the whole office, I gave him to Von Zieg's.
1: Right, yeah, I like, fully, truly wild. I mean, it's because Male Strongheart probably thinks that the uh, irony, like, is, like, he probably loves that irony. That, like, I've, I've put the apprentice of Genshin Impact uh, as, the, you know, the guy who killed Genshin Impact's brother or whatever. <laughs> like, that's what Male Strongheart's thinking, but also, like, it's just a known factor. Like, uh, you know, everyone was like, you're thinking too much about the racism of this game. No, that it's in the text. It's like, <laughs>
0: They made the subtext text. Um, And then we ask him about the professor. We ask him about the professor again. You're like, yeah, he only went after uppercut scum, you know. And Susado's like, wow, there's like a parallel between the professor and the reaper. Wow. (laughs) And so we're like, all right. And he's like, yeah, you can. He's like, you can talk to Kazuma. But like, no one knows where he is. Kazuma went missing. Uh, No one's seen him for days. And so we're like, oh, well, okay. So we go back home. Uh, the client should be here any moment now and lo and behold it's uh, the juror from the
1: last case the like elegant woman Evie Vigil. It's not that much I mean she's in sort of like a peach dress she's got a very low neckline that's covered with sort of a, a pantyhose material. What am I thinking? A sheer material? Right. <laughs> it's, she- it's sheer but it's tinted dark yeah. so you can definitely see what's going on but theoretically she has a dress up to her neck um, and then she's got like Dark hair and ringlets and then, like, a fancy hat with feathers all over it. And her... The neckline of her dress is, like, covered in gems and shit. She's, like, very wealthy looking and very proper. Yeah. Um. But, you know, also dainty and whatnot. Yeah. So. And she's...
0: And, like, through context and everything, she's, like, in her 40s. Um Yeah. All right, so she comes in, and she's like, my husband, if the last 15 years, has gone missing. Um, we're like, okay, well, how long has he been missing? She goes, a day, which I know sounds crazy, and that's why the police laughed at me, but this is like, he never just disappears like this. So I'm, I, something's wrong. And we're like, okay, well, what can you tell us about him? He's a prison warder, warden. Uh, he's a chief warden, and she gives us a picture of him. Um, and so... Solms was like, yeah, normal I'd greet the police, but I need the money. So he takes the case. But then he's like, I can't go out looking like this, because his hair is still very red. um, Like, Flaming Hot cheetah red. So uh, he's like, well, uh, you two, go for me. As if, you know, we work for him. But we do go. We do go. And um, uh, we go to investigate his job, because that's probably the last place he was. So we go to the prison, and it's Barclay Prison, the prison. It's the same prison. That's attached to the cemetery, uh, Lowgate Cemetery, and we go there and we go talk to the Governor Warden.
1: Uh, Barry Caden? Yeah, I think his name's Caden. Caden, I I think, looks great. I love Caden. I love um, his design, he's, yeah. He's, he's a huge, beefy guy, much in the vein of, like, huge, beefy guys in A's Attorney. Uh, he usually is showing his back to you. He doesn't have a jacket on. He's wearing, like, a vest and uh, and his his shirt with his sleeves rolled up. He's got a light blue tie on when he turns around. His vest is striped because I think it's the prison vibe, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to evoke, which they're doing for um, daily vigil as well. But, but it's great. I love it. Um, he's got a little pin that's, like, prison bars on, and it matches the back of his vest mm-hmm. tightener that's also prison bars, and it's so good. I really liked it. He's... He's like got a l- kind of a lumpy face. The the vibe is Jean Louis Armstrong from Fullmetal. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got like a butt chin, a mustache, his lower lip comes up really far. He looks jacked as all hell. He's got <laughs> he's got like eyebrows and scars on his head and scars on his face and but his hair is very well kept in a little swoosh uh, um and he combs it during some of his dialogue. He's great. He's great. He also has like a little hand axe on his hip. He does,
0: yeah. Um, but dre- he, wearing slacks and like dress shoes,
1: yeah, slacks and dress shoes. He looks, he looks ready for business. Ready right for
0: business. Um, I love everything about his design. Unfortunately, he is extremely racist and will not speak to us because we are Japanese. Yes,
1: yeah. I mean, I, there is that. The <laughs> and I'm trying to set it aside, but it, it he he's so racist he won't talk to us. Yeah.
0: So he's like, if you don't leave, I will hit you. And so we're like, okay, message heard. So we leave. And we're like, we've heard this name Caden before. Where have we heard it? And so we're like, oh, Daddy said it to us earlier today. So we go back to the hotel. And we're like, hey, Daddy, could you help us? Caden won't talk to us. He goes, oh, I love Caden. We're like, yeah, he won't speak to us. And he's like, well. And so he writes us a letter of introduction on the back of a steamship ticket. Um, It's got a little ripped corner. When we're like, oh, why wouldn't mm-hmm. Daddy hold on to this? But whatever. So we go back to Caden immediately. And we're like, hey... And he goes, oh, Mikatoba, I love him. She goes, I'm his daughter. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Would you like some handcuff-shaped cookies and some tea?
1: Basically, you should have led with that. Yeah. when When I was being racist to you, if you had said who you were. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate Japanese it. people, but not that one. But not that one. Oh, God. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. otherwise, Kaden is pretty good. No, so, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> we immediately stopped being racist, so that's great. Uh, Mister. V- so he says, Mr. Vigil was the chief warden 10 years ago and was fired 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He did something un- unthinkable on his last, like, ex- his last sl- walk slash Um He's like, I can't say anything more. But here's a copy of his dismissal notice,
1: which <laughs> yeah, says exactly I... why he was fired. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it does not say the words, the professor, which is really important because that's literally all Susato says this entire game. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just cut to her saying, oh, the professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, and and the dismissal letter specifically says like he's being dismissed because he helped a prisoner escape and was premeditated. Reason unknown. Um. Mm-hmm. And so we go back home, and herlock's hair is now very very blue, and and uh, he's very upset because he can't get his hair chemically changed back. Um. But Gina rushes in and, and tells us Gregson is dead. Uh. She's sobbing uncontrollably. We're like, what the hell. And there are witnesses, and the witnesses say Van Ziegs was the only person in the room with Gregson, and he's been arrested. So, Herlock immediately follows Gina to the scene and sends us to the prison to go visit Van Zeeks. Um, so, we go. And I'm thinking this whole time, this whole case, really, I'm like, Gregson's not actually dead. This is all fake. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's actually dead at this point. I'm
1: pretty sure he's actually dead, yeah. Yeah, at
0: this point. But for a good chunk of this case, I was like, he's not actually dead. Come on. Why wouldn't they show us his body? This is probably about the time we got the picture of the body is when I believed it. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say, we do have a picture of it. I think that, I think he's pretty... Yeah,
0: at this point, I'm pretty sure he's dead. But for, for a while, I was just like, well, this is a mean joke to play on. This is a mean trick on Gina. Um, yeah it is it is poor gina it is poor gina in this one um so we go to we go to the prison and von zeeks is uh hanging out in good stride um and he's like i don't know what happened i went into the room i was following gregson why i'm not telling you but i went into the room it was dark i heard this gunshot and i saw nothing and then all of a sudden gregson's body was there
1: and i think that's his, te- that's his testimony i don't know if he tells us this in prison but yeah the, it, this is all he's going to repeat once this is testifies. all he's going to reveal and like through the this is it for the whole case that's all we get from Von
0: that's all we get from Von Ziggs. um so he won't say why he's there and he wants to know who the true reaper is because everyone's like he's the reaper and he's going to die now uh and he's just like hm? so we're like well we're, we'll represent you in court because we trust that you didn't you you didn't kill him, and he goes, "I don't trust anyone." Uh, yeah, no, get out of here. I'm not. He he pulls an Edgeworth here. He pulls an Edgeworth, and then he's like, "I got a letter from my BFF Hairbrain, and he's in Germany, which we already knew." Um, and they're like talking about the Reaper again. So anyway, we're like, "Well, we we'll, we do what we do best. We start investigating. We go to we go to Fresno Street, which is where the crime happened. It's a very rundown room. Uh, Gina's there, and she's like." leading the investigation, and we're and she's like, you're not gonna represent Von Ziegs, are you? And we're like, we want the truth, Gina. And she's like, I do too. So she lets us investigate. So, in the room, we find, it's very shambled, and there's not a whole lot of stuff there. There is, um, a desk with a lamp next to it, a bricked up, like, a dusty fireplace, a big notice board with a ton of papers on it, and then in the other corner, there's a wig, a body outline, A candelabra. And a little, a a a little figure. A tiny policeman. And a tiny little policeman figure. (laughs) And a gun. And a gun. Yes, sorry. I was going up, And a picture
1: of Evie Vigil. Oh, and then, go figure that. There's a picture of Evie Vigil. On on the fucking desk, (laughs) there's a picture of Evie Vigil, our client who is missing our husband. And we spend so long being like, whose fucking apartment could this be? It can't be Gregson's. (laughs) <sighs> so anyway, <laughs> we're
0: looking around, and I'm like, "Wow, someone blew up that candle," and everyone's like, "It would, uh, yeah." We'll get, we'll get to that word anyway. We blew up the candle. The little policeman, if you twist his head, a little key shoots out from between his legs. Yeah. So that's not great. Uh, there's the red wig has nothing of no, It's just very, very red. Um, and Gregson was found like
1: curled up in a ball on his side. Um, underneath that candle where the the one of the candles is tall but damaged and then the other two are small but burn like how they burn down so that's the only thing you need to know about the candles yeah
0: and the notice board has all sorts of notes from 10 about the reaper cases for the last 10 years go figure (laughs) and the redheaded league also because of like this is supposed to be super this is a super sad scene i do have a note here and we are listening to the standard, like, accordion Gina music that plays. And yeah. it is
1: so tonally not appropriate for this. We make some bad choices with the uh, tone in this case, because we'll get to another one at the end. Yeah, it's,
0: this one really stuck out to me, but I probably, once we get to that part, I'm going to agree with you. Um, so, th- we all, yeah, we notice that no one's living in this room. This room's being used because the fireplace has never been lit, it's cold, uh, and there's no bed in this room. It's just this desk. So, we're like, this is so weird. Whose room is this? Um, and- Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, also, why was Gregson here? And Gina's like, Gregson did so much work off books that no one knows what he was, like, ever up to or what he was doing. Uh, she also says that Gregson had a lot of respect for Von Zieg's. Uh, and so she can't believe he would kill him. Um, we're like, well, who, who, who's renting this room? And some guy named Hugh Boone, which is also just another way of saying John Doe, I guess.
1: Oh, is it? Cause I was, lo- I was losing my mind trying to figure out the pun for Hugh Boone.
0: Hugh Boone. Yeah. Uh, they said something like that. Like they're like Hugh Boone. And then they're like, you know, like a nobody, a, a very, basically they described like a John Doe. Like it's a name that's used, but it's nobody.
1: Okay. Um, so I,
0: there were a couple of puns that escaped me this round. So we're like, well, who, well, okay, well, that doesn't tell us. So we're like, is it Gregson running into this room as a secret office? Uh, and the yard's looking into it. So she says that some someone said this belongs to Von Zeek's. Maybe it's his secret room. Oh, sorry. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, Gregson was clearly killed with a gun. This gun. Who's, th- whose gun is it? They're like, oh, it turns out that's this. St- everyone thinks it's Von Zeek's. That's the same gun issued um, sorry. I'll go. I'll get into that. Uh, Von Zeke's, but I don't know a lot about guns. You might want to go ask somebody who knows more about guns. Strongheart, basically, is who she's saying. So we're like, I guess we'll go ask Strongheart about the gun and why we think it's Von Zeke's. So we go visit him, and he's talking to Kazuma, who has two swords in an Attack on Titan fashion. <laughs>
1: i don't know if we've seen this out we've seen this outfit we only very briefly and he didn't have two swords because we gave him the other sword oh yes okay
0: i was just like i was like i feel like i've seen this but like i can't get over this so he's he's got an attack on titan crisscross going on with his two swords yeah um, around his waist one on each hip apparently they said he was taking the express train back here in a private car and read over the paperwork so, um, Strongheart told us he was missing, and turns out he wasn't missing. He knew exactly where he was if he was able to retrieve him and give him what paperwork. What are you talking about?
1: That Strongheart lies to us? <laughs> you think Strongheart's not a trustworthy individual, Stephanie? So, anyway,
0: Kazuma's, like, wearing this outfit. He's very <laughs> stoic, and he's gonna be the prosecutor in tomorrow's trial. I don't know. Have we, like, seen this outfit in full? Yes, I think so.
1: Uh-oh. I think we have. I mean, it's white, and it's very, like, uh, marching band. I don't even know if I took a picture of it. Um, that's okay i
0: think it's the same it's the same outfit he's been wearing as the the apprentice outfit it's just but he doesn't have a cloak yeah there's just no cloak any over anymore
1: yeah it's white with like red stripes down the torso and legs and he's got a red cravat and uh it's very like i can't think of anything but marching band ass like it's marching band ass but
0: white (laughs) but very white but white
1: but white yeah um um let me there was something else about it that I did like, though. Let me, or no, maybe that's, um, that was actually Von Zeke's, we get a picture of him when he was young, uh-huh. and I, I was looking at it for a long time because it's, um, kind of like a really nice mishmash of the Von Karmas, all the Von Karmas, and I thought it was really well done. But no, not, that wasn't about Cosmo's outfit.
0: was <laughs> <laughs> wearing so, brown sorry. spats that do not match the rest of his outfit, so that pisses me off. This is unrelated to the story though, so let's keep going. So Kazuma's like stoic, he's gonna be prosecutor moral. We ask and and Kazuma's gone. So Von Zeke, we ask him about the gun, and he says this one's issued to all law enforcement personnel, including prosecutors. Gregson had one on his person, so it's not his, and von Zeke's has been missing. Uh he doesn't know and so Kazuma personally requested to be prosecutor of this trial. And mm-hmm. um and Strongheart's assuming we will defend. Uh, and then Strongheart kind of goes on his tangent of like all the Empire will watch the downfall of the Reaper and get answers for all the people who are not guilty but dead and uh, he goes off on his little power trip okay so then we're Kazuma's actually like, hanging on the corner so we turn and talk to Kazuma and we're like hey how's your memory and he goes I remember everything now except this weird voice in <laughs> my head like there's this weird voice in my head telling me to go to London that's where your destiny awaits and Susato's really emotional and Kazuma's embracing the role of being a prosecutor and Strongheart's like, yeah, young and promising lawyers don't get to have a choice what kind of side of the law they represent. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and then he's like, you guys should go watch from the galler- gallery if you're not defending him. And uh, and then he goes off. And then Kazuma's like, you guys should definitely def- defend and like watch to the end of the trial. Also, here's a photo from Gregson's desk of a young Gregson Von Ziegs and Von Ziegs' brother, Clint.
1: Yeah, and this is where I was like, oh, wow, his little his little outfit is, like, Franzi's inspired and Manfred-inspired. It's really good. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, this is
0: also, like, because there's two Von Ziegs that we talk about in this case, Um, that's the other problem. We have two Asogis and two Von Ziegs.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. So it's just, like, and, a and double issue. We're most of mostly not talking about Clint until the end when we are talking about Clint. Yeah,
0: I call Clint Clint, and if I say Von Zeeks, I'm talking about Baroque. Mm-hmm. Um because he's just been around longer. Okay, so we're like, alright, well we should go ask Von Zieg's about the gun. So we go to the prison and uh Von Zieg's got some case of stuck to him uh, snuck to him, and then um we tell him that uh, Kazuma's going to be prosecuting, and he's like, Wow, Genshin Isoki's the man who made me hate all Japanese people. He killed my brother Clint, because he was the professor. Uh, and he was the head of the prosecution team and he tricked everyone. Uh, and so he gives us, like, the history of that. He was able to prosecute the the professor trial because he begged Strongheart, who was a prosecutor at the time and was supposed to be prosecuting the trial. He begged Strongheart if he could do it instead as retribution or as, as revenge for his brother. Uh, Strongheart lets him, and Strongheart kind of, like, just plays assistant there. And so now he's like, ah, how the tables have turned. Now his son is here to do the same to me. But he's like, yeah. And so, like, ten years later, you show up you, a Japanese lawyer, and I just can't fucking stand you. (laughs) And I'm like, this is not a good enough reason. One Japanese man betrays you, and you hate an entire
1: country. No, it is, it is, that's, that's why we keep harping on it. Like, it's not a justifiable, you can't be like, oh, well, it's okay that he's racist because something bad happened to him once. That's not how it works.
0: No, and, but they, and, like, they kind of, like, have repeated this story to us throughout the game. Like, this isn't new information for us. No, it's not. No. Um. But he's
1: mad about it. He's big mad about it. he's big mad about it. And so we're
0: like, okay, what happened to your gun? He goes, I got issued it when I became a prosecutor, and I put it in a drawer and never looked at it again. I
1: fucking lost it (laughs) ten years ago is what he said. Yeah. So he's Fucking lost it ten years ago.
0: Yeah, so he's like, I lost it, like, ten years ago. Fuck, I didn't think it mattered. (laughs) Because I put it in and forgot about it, um, and we're like, "Well, that doesn't help us." And he's like, "And then so I don't know." So forgive my note taking, but like basically, you ask everyone a set of three questions. You ask him about the current trial ten years ago. The current trial ten years ago is how all the dialogue options keep popping up. So I'm yeah. sorry, I'm bouncing back and forth between ten years ago and right now. Um. So. He also brings up that 10 years ago, Gregson demanded a full autopsy of Clint, which is how they caught the professor and how Gregson got his legacy of in the yard, how he became so popular and so rena- re- renowned. Turns out Gregson's a really big deal.
1: So like you're noticing if you're noticing a trend here, everyone that we've met who is big and important got big and important because of the professor trial. That one autopsy lady, Scythe, Dr. Scythe, became famous because she performed the autopsy. Gregson, you know, or she was like there at the place where the autopsy was. We'll actually find out who performed it later. But Gregson was famous because he requested the autopsy. Von Zeeks is famous because he prosecuted the case. You know, like everyone is famous because of the professor trial. Right.
0: Um, And so we also bring up like, wow, Gregson died and he was about to he was like a month away from being transferred to France and Von Zieg's like yeah that's fucking crazy that's like unprecedented and has never happened and France hates Britain so I don't know how that happened right he doesn't say that but like that's what it is and we're all like oh that's really fucking weird and he was gonna take Gina with him right like suspicious. but we don't ever go back to that so no. we show him the picture of that Kazuma gave us of the of Gregson Clint and Baroque uh, when he got his prosecution, you know, his prosecution license. Uh, and he's, like, floored. He's like, We've, like the- Gregson kept this on his desk. And he's just like, what? Um, and he goes, well, it doesn't matter. I don't have confidence in the justice system. I don't trust the police. I don't trust lawyers. Uh, but, man, I wish, I wish to find the truth. And your eyes look like how our eyes look, how Clint's eyes look, how Genshin Asogi's eyes looked. I, I, you know, determination and wanting to find the truth, and so he's just mad because of all the betrayal. So he's like, "Can you please defend me?" And we're like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, that's it for investigation day one. We are now heading into trial. Okay. We're like, Stephanie, you found out nothing. <laughs> you're
1: right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, hold on, Stephanie. I thought back to the part where everyone became important because of the professor trial. You might call that a Genshin impact.
0: <laughs> Stop making that a thing
1: people if you would not title the episode Genshin Impact
0: people will download this episode and be very very upset with us because this is an Ace Attorney podcast and has nothing to do with Genshin Impact I
1: will will not title the episode Genshin Impact but but
0: you're very funny
1: okay sorry It's, it's trial time it's trial time
0: all right we learn um we're, we're, like, in the room. Von Ziegs... Von Ziegs tells us, Hey, by the <laughs> way, he knows so much because we're fucking dumb babies. Um, There will be no jury. It's a closed court, just like the trial ten years ago. luck pops in. His hair is normal. Gina and Daddy come in. Gina has a police morning band on. Uh, Daddy's like, The
1: symposium's been postponed, so I came to watch well this fucks me up okay so it's a it's a the reason it's a closed trial there's no jury it's it's the the gallery susato asked what i wanted to ask which is like why the fuck are there still figures in the gallery those are all members of the judiciary or the um and so there are government officials who are watching okay so one of the big one of the genshin impacts of this case is uh government secrets right right this keeps coming up. Is a government secret. The Professor K is a government secret. I, later, a bunch of people will tell us government secrets, and then they'll say, hey, don't you tell anyone that. That's government secrets. And we, doing what is expected of us as a loyal Japanese person, immediately go to our government officials and tell them the British government secret. No. We say so many times... Going for this trial, going like, they're like, don't talk to anyone or mention this ever <laughs> again. We're like, I understand. and then we, we immediately, you know, immediately relate it to a 10-year-old who starts screaming it in every conversation. <laughs> so anyways, so the fact that it's closed trial, no jury. First question, how the fuck is Professor Mita here? It's a closed trial because it's government secrets. He says he, quote, twisted some arms to get here. Okay, fine. I will allow this hand wave. But w- let's abstract a little further. Closed trial, no jury. That means the one gimmick of this game, the jury examination summation, right, like the jury summation gone. is gone. Correct the gameplay thing the one gameplay thing that they were like yeah baby we got it we got the gameplay it's the jury it's the jury examination summary Summ- I don't even remember what the fuck it's called jury summation the summation examination yeah it sucks so bad they took it out of the game <laughs> <laughs> how else to they just couldn't make summation examination good and this game they phased it out and earlier we were like thank god they're phasing it out and now it's just gone <laughs> i didn't even like i didn't even hate it all that much we've had worse I hated it last game i hated it in the first game
0: i i don't hate anything as much as i think i hate the puzzle the puddle and
1: that's true slightly, i hate the
0: puddle most i hate the puddle most and i think i still hate athena's simon says game more because it's bad I don't hate the the concept of it, I hate the execution of it.
1: I I agree. I think that if we could redo widget and make it better, it would be good. But the, well, we can't, the but the jur the summation examination sucked really fucking bad when we had to do it 3 to 4 times per trial. Yes, that
0: was the problem Was we had th- that it was the only gimmick they made for the game, so it they had right. to keep doing
1: it, and it was it was so. And the deduction dance, but that's coming back. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that but, when we get to that. But I like I like lost my shit being like they've just given up on because you could do summation examination in a in a way that's enjoyable where it if you are reaching a, pl- a like a a climax of tension. Then you hit us with a summation examination, it feels actually good. And they did that a couple of times in this one, in two, and it was like, hey, summation examination is being used to its fullest effect. Good job. And now they're just like, eh, never mind. No,
0: the only other gimmick that they did keep that we do do in this trial is uh, pressing other witnesses while a different one is testifying. That came
1: originally from PL versus AA, but yeah, I think it is Well, so did the jury. (laughs) Right, true. I mean, we are. We did just rip off a bunch of shit from Pierre Versailles, but you know the the which is fine. I do like that still.
0: Um, and that, the, I, I at least we kept that one because it keeps it interesting. Um, but let's go into the trial, shall we? Yeah. Sorry. Uh no. All these are are th- why we're interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, so we start the trial. There's people in the gallery, and they're members of the jury. Uh, you know. Well, we, everything we just said. So Kazuma goes over the thing. Several witnesses go, hear a gunshot outside the, the the rent the the flat at 5 p.m. The gunshot that killed Gregson was a point blank range because there were black scorch marks around the entry room. The bullet exited his body and hit the candle wall behind him. Allegedly, the police arrived on the scene, and only Von Zeeks and Gregson were in the room. Von Zeeks was holding the gun. He was arrested on the spot, uh, and so we call Von Zeeks to the scene immediately. He's like, all right, well, I snuck into Gregson's office to read his diary. I knew where he would be at 5 p.m. He was at the scene investigating Gregson's involvement with a different case, but I'm not here to talk about that. He says the room was dark, couldn't see anything. Uh, And then when I heard the gunshot, I turned around saw a gun on the floor. I picked it up. And Gregson's body appeared before me. And and Cousin was like, well, you're obviously a liar. There was this candelabra burning. And there was only one stick went out when Gregson was shot because of the length of the candle or whatever. Um, and then the police board that was the big notice board that was there, um, had all these things from 10 years ago. And this dingy room must be the Reaper secret hideout. Gregson found it and he killed him for it is what Kazuma's argument is. So Kazuma immediately then calls the street vendors, missing Von Zeke's, These guys don't have names, They go by their peddler names. Do you want to describe them, Michelle?
1: Yeah, I will do it in perhaps different or the the least important to the most important, I think. So there's a lady. Her name is Venus. She is blonde. She's got big old green eyes uh, and is wearing like she's like grungy Little Red Riding Hood is kind of her vibe. Yeah. Um, I don't even have to tell you anymore. She sells fireworks um, of differing sizes. Little ones, big ones. Um, there's a, there's a guy named, what do they call him? Sandwich. sandwich. He calls himself the,
0: uh, observer, Observator, but they're like, yeah, everyone the, calls you Sandwich. Yeah,
1: Observator, but his name is Sandwich because he wears a sandwich board. He's the, the guy who drove the pedicab from the ca- the Magnus McGildock case. Yes. Um, quite like, so he's, he's an old dude, short, green suit that's patchwork. He's wearing a little green bowler cap. He's got very red nose and very red cheeks. He's cold all the time. He's holding up a sign that says a hundred pounds, <laughs> which I think is supposed to be more like you know one dollar because of 10, 100 yen. But he's it's very distinctly says hundred pounds, and then he's wearing sandwich boards, which when we zoom out because stuff happens says hot ha, actual hero.
0: Is that what it says? I couldn't it's read it. It's what it says. I,
1: can only read I hot. caught a screenshot and it says in pink hot exclamation point and then underneath in white it says actual hero. I have no other way of understanding this except that it says hot actual hero.
0: Um Well done. Um yeah. Thoughts? I don't have any. Um he's very like the shakiness is is so persistent. <laughs> I don't know, dude. We recognize him, and he's like, I'm nobody. And he's very philosophical now. He's, like, spouting Socrates and shit all the time. But poorly.
1: And then the middle one is called Gossip. Um, Very grungy. Like, think uh, Newsies. Think the play Newsies for the outfit, right? Um, Grungy, white yellow like gr- dingy yellow like neckerchief he's wearing blue overalls he has a matching blue page boy cap let's talk about the important things one he has clearly a choke mark bruise on his neck um two he's got brown hair with little ringlets in it like very high on the on his head this is what gave him away to me um he's got a big nose and he's got um, big old pink lips with one side of the lips like extremely swollen and huge and he like plays with it during his testimony and it's horrible it's like
0: flinging it so i maybe i didn't i didn't his hair didn't give me away because i literally couldn't look at him
1: I actually, uh, this one I did not get early. I got it, I think, on time when they, because he leaves the stand and then he returns to the stand and that's when the hair gave him away to me. But the, that's okay. We'll get to that. Yeah.
0: Um. The the big lip thing, he like, he like flings it up and down, like, thoughtfully. Uh, yeah. I, I really like, I was like, this is like good, I think, objectively this is good Ace Attorney character design. However, I am very uncomfortable as a person just watching it so I would not look at him.
1: It is It is really, like, hard to hard to look at, which I think maybe they did on purpose. But, like, the fact that his lip is so swollen and shit, I thought he got beat up and yeah. that was going to come up. Because clearly he's got this, like, choking mark, bruising, and then he's got his lips swollen. Like, I figured he was, was going to come dirt. up. That he, yeah, that he had been hurt in the process of this Gregson situation. But, um... No such luck. Anyway, his name's Gossip, and he sells gossip. Yeah. And he sells, like, really
0: unimportant gossip, because everyone bullies us into paying him for gossip, and everyone bullies us into buying 600 pounds worth of fireworks or whatever, and then we do not buy anything from
1: Sandwich. Um, Well, he only has hot actual heroes, so... I know that a hero is a type of sandwich, so don't bring that up. Like, if you think like it's referring to hero sandwich, he's not selling hero sandwiches. So why does he even sign this hot actual hero? I,
0: I real I really don't know. I did not waste energy thinking about this whole sandwich about sandwich um, because <laughs> because it's just sad. He's clearly been fired from his his carriage driving it is job, sad. and the other guy also has been fired from his carriage driving his carriage manager job like yeah i don't know if they liquidated because of the McGillan case or what have you i couldn't think about it because i
1: it was too much it is really sad i mean mostly what i had thought about it like like those are the sad in in fiction explanations my i just see all these recycled sprites and i'm like damn did we run out of money like what <laughs> Like, did we run out of storage? What's going on? Why are we reusing all of these assets? When was the last time we had an
0: anime cutscene, Michelle? Because it's not this case.
1: You're right. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe we just ran out of money. We maybe didn't have the jury summation examination, not because the gameplay element wasn't good enough to keep, because we couldn't afford to create five distinct models in addition to the five witnesses and all of the other people we talked to in investigation day for this case.
0: There's uh, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay, so we meet the the new set of witnesses, and they said exactly the same thing, uh, that they were outside across the street. At five o'clock, they heard the bang, and then they rang over there. No other tenants live in the building. No one else except is leasing any room except this one room in that building. Um, we learned that Gregson arrived, they saw Gregson arrive 15 minutes earlier, and then Van Zieks was wearing, and then Van Zieks shows up. The Gregson we learn they see as a guy in a red wig carrying a large trunk and we find the wig at the scene but no trunk um and so we learn from Sandwich that Gossip when he ran across the street to check on things he fell down and screamed and when he fell down and screamed he slipped in blood and then he wiped his hand off on the ground um and that he's 100% sure like Gossip's like I I know what I saw and I let a manly yell, and Sam was just like, it wasn't a manly yell, he screamed and fell. And he's like, well, I slipped in blood, and I wiped it out on the floor. And they're like, no you didn't, there's no blood on the floor. And he's like, well, I sure as hell did wipe my hand on the floor. And what we learn is, if you look at the notice board, there's a bloody handprint on the back of it, and it's upside down. hmm So... We're like, well, that's suspicious. And Kazuma's just like, your thinking's irrelevant and you're bringing up a contradiction. How is there a blood print upside down on the back of a notice board if you fell on the ground? And we're like, that's the point, Kazuma. It's a contradiction.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Kazuma, that's the point. <laughs> um,
0: So that we're like, the notice board must have been right in front of the door. And this makes sense because Vansique's like, I looked at the gun. It was dark in the room. And then it wasn't as dark in the room, and Gregson's body appeared before me. When Gossip walked in, he kicked the door open, the notice board fell down over, revealing Gregson's body. Um, and then he and got, the candle. And the candle. And so he could see now. So Gossip fell over, got blood on his hand, wiped it on the floor, which was the notice board. And the judge is like, well, explain how the notice board moved, because it was upright on the ground when we, when we all found it. And everyone's like, oh... And so they were like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because it it doesn't matter what happened with the notice board because Van Zee is still the only person in the room when the gunshot went off." And so we're like, mm. "I like," and we're like, "That's you know, like that's kind of a fair point." And Venus is like, "I didn't even go in the room. I was selling fireworks to some kids, and um, I kept calling him Shaky Sandwich." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Shaky
0: Sandwich. <laughs> shaky Sandwich points out that she and she's just and she calls herself. She got selling fireworks to kids, and what I do is I sell them fireworks, and then I tell their teachers that they have fireworks, and then the fireworks get confiscated and the kids buy fireworks again. So she's all about that hustle. But
1: she's I mean it is genius. <laughs> yeah.
0: And she also calls herself a liar in this testimony, and Sandwich is like, if she says she's a liar, is she a liar? You know, like some philosophical liar shit. And he's like, she's a bold faced liar. And she's like, mm, I did say that, didn't you? And then there's this funny thing where, like, we ask her a question, she starts to lie, Cosmo goes, the truth, please, and then she tells the I, truth. Yeah, I did like that. He has to do it, like, multiple times. Yeah. So she's like, I did go to the crime scene, and I did flip the board. I, I popped off one of my fireworks so it would flip up, and I could see if there was anything underneath it worthwhile. There was. There was a pocket watch. Well, we she thought there was. It was Gregson's pocket watch that he got ten years ago for solving a case- and Gina's like, holy the, shit. The
1: Genshin Impact. The Genshin
0: Impact. <laughs> and Gina's like, holy shit, that is Gregson's pocket watch, 100%. And she's like, well, I tried to pawn it, but it's broken. So it was worthless. So Gina's, um, Gina's like, he he, wound that thing every night without fail and polished it because it was his pride and joy. He was so careful with that pocket watch. And now the, the, the glass is shattered and it's not working. So you examine it and you're like, huh, there's a little key here. And then if you go back to the police officer figurine you unlock the key and then you use it on the pocket watch and it it, the pocket watch starts working again so it turns out that the pocket watch didn't break it just wound down Mm -hmm. uh this is a little bad on the case they're like oh the watch stopped working at five o'clock it didn't break upon impact when gregson died it just wound down meaning gregson was already dead probably
1: well, it didn't yeah, Gregson? It means Gregson didn't wind it the night before. Right. And why would and why would a man who wound this watch every single night not wind his watch? It's because he's dead.
0: Yeah, and we're like, but we all, but I put my gossips like I put my hand in fresh blood, and we're like that blood could have been from anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeoldy times. It's yeoldy times. That blood could have been from anything. Gossip
0: yeah, was like, you think people just sell blood on the streets? And we're like, could have been chicken blood. Can't can't use science to figure out if it's not chicken blood. He's like, "Shit, you're right." I do <laughs> You think people have to sell blood on the streets, and it's like, yeah, it's Victorian London. They do. <laughs> like, and so that we're like, well, and if you think about it, like that bang didn't have to actually be a gunshot. The Venus Special six hundred piece uh, Pence firecracker sounds a lot like a gunshot. Um, so we're like, if you had tied, if you had tied the series of firecrackers around the candle, the candle is lit, burns down. It would set off the fireworks, blowing up, sounding a lot like a gunshot. So this could have been, like, set up ahead of time. And Gregson could have already been dead. Um, And this was to incriminate Von Zeke's. like. And we're like, because the candle arbor also has gunpowder scorch marks. It could not have gunpowder scorch marks. And also Gregson have gunpowder scorch marks because that's not how bullets work. Only right. one of them would have had it, which I noticed immediately when they said that, but you know,
1: it's time to get away. I did think this bit was a little fun, because you get to set the firecracker off in the middle of the yeah. um Yeah. So, uh, they're like, okay,
0: but we saw a redhead go into the building, and we're like, it was a wig. It could have been anyone. And then Kazuma straight up laughs in her face at this point, and he's just <laughs> like, God, the British legal system sucks so badly. Um... <laughs> Who even knows what time he died? The autopsy report doesn't list a time of death. Yeah. Isn't that sus? And we're like, yeah, that is sus. And we also don't know what Gregson was up to the day before, so, like, no one could attest for his movements. Uh, Kazuma also, at this point, calls us his learned friend, and I need him to shut the fuck up at this point. I d-
1: didn't like that, because it's very clear that Von Zeke does that to insult us. Right. Like, because Von Ziegs is racist, he calls us his learned friend because he doesn't think that, you know, he's like, this This Japanese person had the capacity to learn how to do law. So why is Kazuma calling us his learned friend? Like, he just lost, when he was apprenticing and he had no memory, he lost the ability to understand, like, insults and sarcasm. Yeah. And he thought that was genuinely what Von Ziegs called us? I don't, I don't know. Or he is
0: insulting us. And Because I wrote, Which is, it sounds much more insulting coming
1: from Kazuma. It, it does, because because Ryunosuke reminds everyone at every instance that Kazuma's his best friend. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, you're familiar with the prosecution? Yeah, he's my best friend. And it's like, oh, your friend, the prosecution? No, my best, best friend. <laughs> and so your best friend is up here calling you his learned friend. Like... It's so brutal. Like you're also kicking his ass. So if you're kicking his ass and he's up here being like my friend who knows things. <laughs> I'll talk more about the vibes when we talk to Cosma in his office because I do want to talk about Cosma and and feelings about him in this trial and his heel turn question mark. Um but yeah, the fact that he's calling you this fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Um so
0: we're like Well, okay, we don't know what Gregson was doing yesterday, where he could have potentially have been killed. But the Red Wig's a big tip-off in the notice board that he was probably investigating the Red-Headed League. Um, Like, the two men that we saw with Sloan yesterday were arrested, and they were arrested for stealing money because everyone who applied yesterday had to pay, like, five shillings in order to apply. So, uh, they might have killed him. So, uh, the recess is called what we call these two men. So we have a quick break, and everyone there discussed the trial, and we're like, hmm, that g- autopsy is sus. Uh, uh, wonder if it was, like, falsely, like, fabricated, like, the last case. Um, yeah, anyway, so we go back into trial. The recess was very pointless. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also have a note here, Von Zieg has such a lean mean. Like, he leans back so far. Because <laughs> yes. you see him from the back. This is not the first time. We saw him last game from the back as he's talking to Strongheart. And he, like, looks like he's about to fall over how mean his lean is.
1: I think I had said something like, could you stand up like a normal fucking person, my guy? Like, just, you're on trial. Can you just put both feet on the ground, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: okay, so the two redheaded men are, are called to the same. Would you like to describe them okay. now, Michelle?
1: Yeah, um... You might have to help me with their names because I have one of their names and not the other one. But um, when we say red in this case for the hair, we do not mean natural color red. We mean fire engine red. Like we mean red red. Right. Um, And these two folks have the tone, like have slightly different tones of red, but they're still on that like hot topic scale of red. Yes. Yeah. So the first, the taller one is called Fabien de Rousseau. He's French. He's wearing blue primarily like a blue suit jacket that's like fairly uh detailed with dark blue like piping and details and things a little blue hat with a feather sticking out he's got tiny those tiny little spectacles that don't have um arms the kind that you just like what are they called
0: uh it's not a it's not a monocle i mean what are the it's- arms on the gla- on glasses called
1: Yeah, I don't remember what they are. Well, no, what these type of spectacles are called, but yeah, he's he's not wearing a monocle. He's wearing the tiny little glasses that don't have the part that go behind your ears. They they just kind of hook on. I forgot the name. A little bit frills on the wrist and the neck in a white shirt underneath, and then a little blue ascot. Uh, Um, Fabien de Rousseau, that's him. French. uh, They're called Pince Nice, Pince Pince P-I-N-C-E-N-E-Z. Oh, Pince
0: Pince is that
1: how you? I guess they're for like doing accounting. Yeah, they just pinch on your nose is how they stay on. Oh yeah, let me. Oh, let me forget. De Rosso's hair is like kind of swoops off and up to the left, um, and is a little curled, but not that much. And then you know he's got kind of a long face with a squared off chin. He's blushing all the time. Um, the other one is De Rossi. He's Italian. Do you remember the first name? Peppino. Peppino. Peppino De Rossi. He's from Napoleon. Very short. Um, very curly hair, very fat, uh, short fat, always eating spaghetti, Uh, green suit jacket that matches the blue, and green little hat that matches the blue. Like, they're wearing the same outfit, but one is green and one is blue. He's also got a ruffled shirt underneath. He doesn't have a vest on. His little belly shows underneath the shirt. Like, it pops up because he's so fat from eating spaghetti, I guess. And his,
0: like, pants are unbuttoned. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's got big old wide friendly eyes. Also blushing. Um, He does Mario moves. Yes. Like he'll punch up into the air.
0: Oh God, you're right. Like
1: a lot. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not fucking kidding. Because the French accent, because I, because Tony and I are playing together. So I, we were reading these out loud now. Mm. The transliteration of the French accent, pretty good now my I can't do an Italian accent very well. I could do a French accent poorly and it, it's fine, but the Italian accent is not from what I can tell not really an Italian accent, just Mario ifying it- like the words yeah, <laughs> like he they they like so I can't even necessarily be like this dude is is rude to Italians Italians, please weigh in, but he's just Mario, yeah, so he's actually just mario so anyway um he didn't look like mario but he is mario the plumber mario nintendo the the plumber so uh so that's de rousseau and de rossi i didn't figure out their pun except for i assume that rousseau and rossi rossi mean red in their respective languages in some way yes i didn't look that up that's just what i assume
0: (laughs) yeah it's probably close enough um Pepino calls them that the hair Laria's brothers. And
1: Fabian's like, don't call us that. It made me so sad for the Skulkins. I miss them so much. Yeah, I, I miss the Skulkin brothers. And I also, I hope that they felt the echo of the universe when the third Skulkin Gregson died.
0: I'm so sad. Because I, I, I texted you. I think I'm like, I just wish the Skulkin brothers were back. I wish it yeah. was just them again. Because these guys aren't bad. No, I, have nothing I, I started
1: out. I started out being like, I can't fucking handle these guys again. And I like stopped before this part of the testimony. And then as their testimony went, I was like, no, I, I can chill with these guys. This is fine. Except for sort of the Mario of it all. Um, I am totally,
0: I like these guys, except that Fabian is probably actually a real psychopath. Yeah, that does seem to be Uh And that, true. that really like, Ooh. The, the, these guys, these brothers for me, but like, I don't know. We'll get there. Um. But overall, they're just I'm brothers
1: in hair color. They're not literally brothers. Yeah, they just went
0: to the same fancy school. And basically, Fabian Fabian's whole thing is, I got bored, so here we go. And I'm tired of being yeah. bullied about being a redhead. Uh, and so this is what they are doing. So um, Fabian is the brains of the operation, and Pepino Mario is uh, is the yes man. Uh, so they made everyone pay, like I said, five shillings for the application fee, and their whole plan was to take all the money and just go back to France. Even though the average- From the Red-Headed League. From the Red-Headed League, yeah. So that was their whole con. They know nothing about why they were called here. They just were told that- To look at this picture of dead Gregson, uh, which is the worst fucking possible picture. Like, have you seen this man? It is Gregson dead with a wig half over his face, like, faced half into the floor. And they're like, do you recognize this man? And they're like, no. We saw over a thousand people yesterday when we were taking all these applications, but we did
1: not see this man. They did bring up something that I thought was really smart, though, because through whatever question I asked them, they said, if we saw a guy, like, we saw a yep. thousand people, but if we saw a guy whose hair was red and his mustache was gray, we would have remembered that. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, but the judge trip
0: goes, you two are uh, arrested for, like, um, a big con, so we're not going to find you trustworthy, so this man's going to cross-examine you now. Yeah. Um. We also were told that Gregson did write down this red League convention in his diary. So th- this is the reason we also thought he was possibly here. Um, so Pepino is on- a little more honest and dumb. And he's like, uh, if we knew something else about this man in the f- dead on the photo, maybe we could tell you for sure. And so we're like, well, he was an inspector. And they're like, oh, some guy said he was an inspector, showed us his papers... And he pissed us off so bad we stole his papers. (laughs) And we're like, what? So we look at the papers, and it's Gregson's official, like, police book. We're like, oh, who's... No, no no inspector would ever do that. They would never blow their cover so poorly. And we're looking at it, we're like, no, this is, this is legit. This is legit Detective Gregson's book, because Gina confirms it. Uh, And so we're like, you guys captured the detective? Like, and they're like, oh my god, they start crying,
1: these two boys. (laughs) <laughs> and they cry in accents yes uh just like the young mr gods there it's like a real situation. Yeah, and, and it's, <laughs> it's just a, an accented a for peppino
0: um and they're like we captured him because we got scared in case he was a real detective and we locked him in the room because we rented a, a, a house and we locked him in a room uh we didn't know he was a real detective but we let him go And then we learn he tried to escape in the middle of the night, but they caught him, and De Russo dragged him back. Pepino's like, yeah, he used the same collar he used on me to drag me back, because I I got cold feet and tried to escape the other night. And Pepino shows us his neck, and it's got the same strangle mark that somebody else we saw today has. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, well, holy shit, we've seen that mark before. And so we call Gossip back to the stand specifically. Uh, They're like, we swear we've never seen this man with, like you said, like and mustache he doesn't look like the man we captured and kept we swear so we call back gossip and they're like we would remember a face like this because he's got the big lip and this is not the man we kidnapped and gossip's like yeah the thing about my neck's a birthmark i've never left fresno street in my life i like it couldn't have been me i don't know what to tell you and then um fabian they were so is says wait a second When we were scouting out the route, like the place for our our con, we were on Lime Street and I saw you paying banknotes to a realtor. And Pepino's like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this dirty man. And I'm like, how does he have banknotes? And I took a look and it said, Hugh Boone. And Gossip's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want my personal life on blast here. Please redact.
1: And the judge's like, of course we'll redact that. This isn't about you. And then we're which like, which is insane because it's a closed trial, right? So you don't need to redact anything. Nothing is entering the public record, right? But we're like, ah, 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 we've heard that name before, Your Honor. And he goes, what? I'm
0: like, Judge, were you listening at all to this case? <laughs> um, and so we're like, that's the name of the guy who leased the room where the murder happened. And he's like, Gossip's like, well, every six months I go to pay the, the agent on Lime Street for the room. That is actually my room. I am Hugh Boone. Um, I just own the room, though. I, none of that shit in there is mine. Except the desk and the chair. And we're like... And we were like, yeah, what about the picture of your wife? Yeah, Miss Vigil. And he's like, uh... uh and we're like, you're Daily Vigil, aren't you? Um, and so the judge is like, whoa, you two, hold him down. Bailiff get some soap and water. <laughs>
1: And yeah, so they and so they take they scrub they him take down. his disguise off. So really, a daily vigil is like a long, skinny, sad man. Um, he's got a blue, navy blue suit on, and he's also got the sort of jail motif on his vest, uh, the prison stripes. Um, and then his it's just really just like he's squared off chin, very narrow face, sad. And then he's got these fucking ringlet hair that like is so high on his head, like it's too high on his head. Yeah. I I hate this dude's hair. Like, it's where his ears are at and then add like two inches of space and then his like weird ringlets start, which I is what eventually when they brought gossip back up, I was like, It's the same fucking hair (laughs) (laughs) Right So that's where that happened. But he's he drops the disguise now, it's washes off his face. So
0: we don't have to look at the lip anymore. Which is refreshing, I guess. Um And they're like, oh my god, the the two are like, this is the man that we had locked up overnight. We can confirm. Um, And he's like, well, so, funny story. Uh, I left my job ten years ago, and I disguised myself as a peddler every day to earn money between the hours of eight and five. I rented this room in Fresno, in Fresno, so I could change every day into the disguise of gossip, because I I, I couldn't find any other job. Uh, And as I was hanging out here on the streets, Gregson recognized me one day uh, and he started to ask me to do some secret missions. All he ever asked me to do was to take his book, impersonate Gregson by going to places or picking up things and leaving an impression, saying he was Inspector Gregson and then, like, leave. So he never did police work. He just would make his presence known. And he wasn't ever sure why he did it, but Gregson paid him well, so he did it. Um, he said that the the big no- police bo- notice board thing was Gregson's, and he started to use this room as a second office. Essentially, I uh, I cannot describe how Vigil's
1: sprite movements are. Were you able to figure out a way to describe them? So he's he moves sort of slowly, but he likes to sort of hunch to the side and and cup his forehead, and then his other arm will like come over to sort of where his elbow zone is. Um, I'm not entirely sure why they did his sprites like this, but he's sort of always in side profile, weirdly. Well, he's, all, he
0: also does these things where he, like, moves his arms out and, like, around, like, a clock almost. And oh, then brings yeah. them back to
1: himself. And I can't so, describe why. Or the why. way that I would, I kept describing it is the dude looks like he's about to snap his own neck. <laughs> Yeah, like in like, you know, in a in an action movie when they like put their hand on the side of the head and then the other one on the chin, they wrench really fast. That's what he's doing with his hands.
0: And then he does it. And the other arm movement he does is he like holds himself like he crosses his one hand up and touching his shoulder and the other across like his middle or something. Um, it's very strange. I can't really figure out what the desired effect is, but everything about Vigil is strange, I guess
1: yeah he's unsettling. just kind
0: of a weird dude yeah okay so kazuma's like i have a question for you vigil he, about 10 years ago about when Tell you were the, the chief professor pro- case about the professor case and the judge is like hey hey wait does this have to do about gregson's murder and and he's like i swear it does and he goes defense what do you think and we're like kazuma and he goes trust me and we're like the defense has no objection and up to are we like
1: I have so many objections. I have a lot of objections, but I mean, like, I feel like they force us to prevent... Like, Cosmo forces us to present the the notice board showing all of the 10 years old crimes. Yeah. Cosmo can't even extend his own fucking trial. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Cosmo. What the fuck, dude? Um,
0: and so, uh, we first... Essentially, he's like, I don't remember anything about that case really uh my my memory's hazy so basically we force this poor man we we force this poor man to remember um he like does this thing where he like starts remembering and the screen kind of blurs it's very interesting gameplay wise but like the screen kind of blurs and he's kind of like doing these big circles before he falls down screaming ah he remembers everything um yeah we like show him that he
1: got fired and shit
0: yeah so he thought he quit his job but actually he was fired and um you know what we knew and so when he remembers he thinks and then we uh the 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 judge uh, adjourns the trial for the rest of the day so we go back to herlock's apartment and we learn that vigil susato says vigil apparently when he was fired and accused of letting go the professor he swears he didn't do it and out of this he tried to jump out the prisoner governor's window to commit suicide that day um and he told no one that he got fired because his wife had no idea. And he blocked everything from his memory to keep himself safe. So we're very sad. We were told he was taken to the hospital to
1: recover. Um, I, I mean, so as much as this is going to sound really harsh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Daily Vigil. Uh, I no. know he was framed, but like the dudes. So like that shit that happened to him 10 years ago was bad. He he swears he didn't help the professor Um, But he also spent 10 years playing this stupid fucking game instead of, you know, moving on with his life. Right. Uh, So, I don't know. I take it to
0: be Vigil tried to commit suicide and probably is brain damaged,
1: to be honest. I mean, maybe. I guess I didn't make that leap with it because he, he survived his attempt. He's clearly been framed for this. He's like a scapegoat. Right. But... No, but he has done things along the
0: way that got him to this point where I was like, you idiot. Um, Yeah. But I'm surprised he jumped out of a window and and, like, survived his attempted suicide, and no one told
1: his wife? Nobody told his wife! Like, I just don't understand the secret. Like, how the secret was kept, but also I don't understand... He is keeping the secret out of shame, and he wants his sons to be proud of him. Um... When they find out you've been lying to you, hit them for ten years, they're not gonna be proud of you, right?
0: Like no, and I think your wife will still love you no matter what, and she would have helped yeah. you and gone through this instead of being a rich lady. And stop
1: spending lavishly, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, communication. Everybody, communication. If you learn one thing today, <laughs> if if the if, if the total Genshin impact of it all <laughs> <laughs> is to communicate with your loved one. Um. So, Herlock
0: has disappeared, and Iris is like, "Oh, I can help you with your investigation," which is kind of strange that we're keeping Iris with us and Susato. Uh, yeah. But we catch we tell Iris everything about the case, and she's like, "Wow, well, being an adult sucks." And so we're like, "Yeah, it does." We started Strongheart's office. If ask if we can talk to T- Kazuma. So this is when I said earlier, like the beats of how we go to places don't make sense to me. Uh.
1: I was trying to get... I didn't start there. I started... You you get a little bit of leeway, I think, because I went mm-hmm. to the prison to talk to... I went
0: to Von Zeeks. Von Zeeks. I tried to go first. to the hospital first, because that's what we, we said, like,
1: oh... That's what we said we were going to do. That's what we yeah, said we were going to do. Yeah, go see Vigil. But Vigil's
0: not there. Um, in order to speed my process along, I just looked up the walkthrough so I could get through things quickly. And so the that's walkthrough fair. had us go talk to Ka- Strongheart first.
1: We I I ultimately did Cosma last and got kind of stuck on it because in order to unlock the the way to talk to the autopsy lady is you have to present something to Cosma you have to yeah. present the thing to Cosma and then he says sure you can go talk to the autopsy lady so you have to ask permission from Strongheart to talk to Cosma ask permission from Cosma to talk to the autopsy lady it sucks so I got kind of st- that was the last thing I did because I got kind of stuck
0: well and I had actually tried to go to Cosma. Kazuma- First, I went to... So, actually, this is why I pulled the marker. I tried to go talk to Vigil. He wasn't there. I went to go see Kazuma. I know. I, I did go talk to Strongheart. And then I tried to go talk to Kazuma, and he wasn't there still. And he's not there. Yeah. So, like, I was I was like, I'm not playing this game. Because clearly the game has a structure <laughs> it wants you to follow. So I'll do it. We go to... I went to Strongheart's office. Strongheart is unhappy that, and yelling at Kazuma that the trial's not over. And this isn't going exactly the way that he, he wants it. And so he gives us a speech saying say, like... Um, we're like, well, can we go talk to Kazuma? He goes It's not you you're not supposed to as a defense and a prosecutor talk outside the trial, but I'll allow it. And he gives a speech about like he you know i, I everything is a cog in a wheel, and if it's out of line, it's the the you know it won't work, and I won't tolerate it. And like great, strong heart, mhm, you're not a villain. mhm uh, so Cosmo's at his office, even though I just got permission to speak with him, and he was just in this room, but okay, so I go visit Von Zieg's in prison now. And, oh, no, Iris has her stupid hat again. I'm so sorry,
1: Michelle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is like, I'm so impressed with that Kazuma fellow. He's so good at his job. And he insults us. And we're like, hey, we're representing you. He goes, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so we talk about him being the Reaper again. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I was fine pretending. Like, if everyone thought I was the Reaper, I didn't care because it was a means to an end of reducing crime in this country. And it served me well, but now it's biting me in the ass. I know who the Reaper the Reaper isn't a person, the real one. It's probably an organization and Gregson was a part of it. He was like the tactician of it. And there was definitely and I know who the person who was actually doing the murders was a name person by the name Vasa Shin, aka Giselle Brett, we as we know.
1: So we're like So this what? is What? This one. Two punched me, though, because we had previously just known her, her initial was A, and the last name was Shin, and I got very mad that her name was Asian. And then it turns out, actually, her name is Assassin. Yeah, it's bad. Um, So, Asa Shin, yeah.
0: Assassin is better than Asian.
1: Yeah, it is, but they could have just told us that from the start.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, So that's what we learned, and Von Zeeks is like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember how Genshin was a brilliant prosecutor, Uh, but then he murdered a bunch of rich people that were bad, and I understand, because they were, like, bad people. But then he killed my wonderful brother, Clint. And then immediately after that, he saved my life. And we're like, what? And he goes, yeah, Clint died, and I was walking with Genshin, not knowing he was the professor. And then we were attacked by a whole group of assassins with guns. And I don't really know what happened, but Genshin saved me. And we get a picture here. And I don't know if this is actually true or not, but in the picture, you can see that Genshin has a ring on. And somebody else has the exact same ring in this case.
1: Oh, I didn't look at the picture, but I did notice that uh, Daily Vigil has this fucking ring on.
0: Yeah, it's the same ring as Genshin Impact. Did not
1: notice it from the pictures. So Genshin Impact and, and Daily Vigil have the same ring on, huh? I don't know if it's supposed to be the same ring, but that's what I noticed. And this Let's is a point look at that.
0: this is the point in the game where I was just like, I can't fucking with this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh and this is what I was texting you that I was mad.
1: <laughs> well, I the story is uh Von Ziegs just doesn't really f- Boy, I can't figure out what's going on at any point, can he, actually? Uh, just, I don't know what happened, but he saved me, and but his hand was wounded.
0: His hand was wounded, and then two days later, he was arrested for being the professor. So I'm uh-huh. alone, sad, and betrayed, and now I'm racist.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I lost my gun around the same time. It's really the thing I kept thinking
0: about. <laughs> yes. So we're like, and he's like, huh. All right. Well, thanks for all that information, Von Deeks. And we've run to, I run to the hotel to go tell daddy, hey, we know about Asa, we, Asa Shin. Ah. So, but we have Iris with us. Yeah. Um. And so we can't tell daddy, we can't tell anything to daddy about the dead Dr. Wilson in front of her because maybe or maybe not, it's her father. And so Susato takes Iris to go buy some cookies, and while we talk to Daddy and be like, we don't okay, hey, we're just not gonna talk about that because of her, okay? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um and uh we tell him about Asashin, and Daddy's like, Hey, by the way, I was very impressed with you, Ryonosuke. After this trial, I would like you to come back to Japan because Japan's legal uh legal system is so fucked. Uh please come be a defense attorney in Japan, ASAP. I'm asking you begging you, but you don't have to. And Susado's was like, well, what the fuck about me, daddy? And he goes, technically you were sent over here to be Kazuma's assistant. So you can do whatever you want, sweetie. You can come back or you can stay. Up to you. Yeah. I trust you. You're a big girl. <laughs> and and he, he's he's very nice about this. He is fully nice and he's trusting. He's very
1: nice. Yeah. And and uh, he did mention one thing because you were like, ah, uh, John Wilson. And, and he was like, well, John Wilson was a great man. I... Do not think he hung around with Sherlock Holmes, though. Is what he says. <laughs> yes.
0: Actually, that is that as funny in hindsight now? Yes. Um, But he's like, but I never knew about his personal life, so I can't tell you if he had a daughter or right.
1: not. Yeah, I don't know if he had any kids, but I know he did not hang out with Sherlock Holmes. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. Anything else about talking to Daddy? Uh. This is where we immediately are like,
1: oh, state secrets. Blah. Yeah. So we we, we
0: blob our state secrets to Daddy.
1: And, and he's like, I have to go text, I have to go text Japan on the telegram. Yeah. Oh,
0: Susada does a hips, a, a sassy hips on her hand thing. And I just have notes about Susado's whole personality journey because I'm still on the fence about it. But this first time she's sassy to daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so daddy goes to talk to the government, to text the government. And Horlock Shulam's is like, wow, I can't believe I didn't piece together the Yasha thing. Hey, can you please go send this telegram to Japan? Just to Japan. He doesn't say like, you know, like yeah. not to the government or a, a position. Just to Japan. And Carl says our dad has a beard, and dad has just a mustache, but whatever. It, he gives us the telegram, and he runs away. Uh,
1: well, that s- fucks me up, though, because Herlock Shoms, right, he's he's unreliable, but you know who is Japanese and does have a beard? The judge. Mm-hmm. So he's learned some information about the judge, I think, and he can't keep th- things straight in his head, and he thinks the judge is your dad. mm possibly so because we haven't seen anyway. Se- we
0: don't see sashiro again for the rest of this case
1: yeah which i think and and in, in when we learn later that sherlock sholmes is very familiar with mikatoba mm-hmm. there's no way that he would mistake mikatoba for the judge he would however mistake the judge for her dad mm, i see what you're saying so anyway it's it's so hard
0: because of his um manic pixie dream girl
1: yeah, way of life. it is hard and then also that he could be lying to us at any time right so it's hard
0: it's hard but these are all very good theories i did not think about this he runs away and then we go send a telegraph off screen i guess this is when i go to visit vigil in the hospital um so he's feeling better we ask him if he shared shared 10 years ago he's like yeah so i was in charge what the the way so the way this happened was only the people in the room during execution are the executioner the coroner and the the executionee And then once it's done, they put him in the box. I come and check the box. See, he's dead. Nail it up. Sign some papers and no one touches the box until they take it right out. That's the only thing that was the least secure thing in the prison coming and going. Everything else got checked several times and all that stuff. So at this particular, the professor's execution, he was in the room next door. He comes in. It's already nailed up. And he goes, oh, they just did it for me. Signs off on it. And he doesn't
1: follow protocol. This is another reason why I have so little sympathy for this dude is like, if you wanted to be by the book about it, there was a protocol and you didn't follow it. Right. And not this, t- not, not this just this. this fucking thing, something else too.
0: Yes. So he doesn't follow protocol. That's his like bad job number one is what we learn. Um, And he signed off on it. So we're like, well, Genshin was probably still alive in that coffin. And then he goes, yeah. Uh, so in the, fi- it was really interesting. In the final week before Genshin's death, he had a real impact on him. <laughs> <laughs> he had was allowed his personal effects because they were like he's gonna die anyway in a strange country let him have it except for pen and paper he's not allowed to write anything down and this is what i call vigil an idiot because then vigil sees genshin writing something down with a pen and paper hide it behind his back he goes what's that behind your back and he goes please don't take my last weapon away from me
1: yes yeah it's it's like he's like it's my will and testament it's my last weapon and he's like that's cool man you can keep it yeah so he lets him
0: keep it and then um and then they like execute him and then they are packing up all his shit and he's like the last will and testament basically just said give all my shit to my son in japan uh and so when they packed everything up the governor knew about the paper somehow and he's ca- they kept calling them the asoge-, asoge papers and they were never found according to vigil right so Vigil's like, we, I, th- they just disappeared. The man was dead,
1: but the papers were gone. This is also, well, we'll talk about it at the end. I've got two theories about this, so we'll, we'll hit them at the end because we have to have our conversation with the Cosmo for you to m- have them make sense. But keep a pin in this. Vigil's like, by the way, don't tell anybody about anything yes. I just said to you. It's state secrets. Please don't mention the Asogi papers. So what do we do? We go to the prison and we immediately start screaming about the <laughs> Asogi papers. We sure do we go straight <laughs> to the governor warden's sh- office and say straight to this dude's old boss and start screaming so tell us about them soaking papers, papers
0: right and he goes i think visual is full of shit he jumped he tried he jumped out that window and i don't feel bad for him he's trying to avoid blame for what he did he fucked up and dr sith and him were traitors on the inside dr sith i keep saying Sith. dr sith that's okay we're traitors um, Here are the Sogi papers. However, they were here, right. I have them. I have Here's them. Here's a copy of them. Here's a copy. They were right in the cell where they were supposed to be. I don't know what he was. You were you were giving Phyllis information. They're right here, and
1: we we look at them, and
0: yeah, they just said give all my shit to my son in Japan,
1: which is wild because he still had a wife. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he had. He had a wife. She later dies of sadness.
0: And then the governor warden says, "Don't tell anyone about these papers I just gave you. These are top level government British secrets. I order Feel you not to speak free about it."
1: To keep a copy, but you do not get to talk to them to any- about them to anyone. And he state secrets.
0: And so he tells us that the only people who know about this execution would have been Vigil and Doctor Scythe. But she did have a, and she's not allowed any visitors in prison at all. But who maybe knows something about anything, Doctor Scythus, is is her daughter Maria Gori. We don't know it's her daughter yet, but Maria Gori from the Fresniks Division. Um, So this is when I go to Kazuma, because we're like, well, we gotta talk to Gori somehow. So we go to Kazuma, and he's like, oh, great job, and we're like, uh huh, thanks. I think. uh and he's like uh and we're like do you so tell us everything so he rehashes his whole i had amnesia and i found my way here yes my daddy used the professor i'm here's this tr- we rehash everything um
1: the only thing i'll have us pay attention to in this is the the hate mail that he yes got. that's what i
0: was about to bring up so okay uh he brings up though that he was that professor mikatoba told him as a child he like loved his daddy shows this picture of him when his first daddy left that his daddy had died of an illness in Britain and he believed that because why would he doubt professor Mikatoba and then he gets hate mail in Japan one day and it's a letter cursing the Asogi house clan uh and that his dad was a murderer and in accompanied with it is a article so Kazuma learns that his daddy was a murderer and was so murdered keep in
1: mind this is state secrets <laughs> the identity of the professor is state secret <gasps> i'd even think about that okay just keep that in mind with this hate mail somebody not only figured out the the asogi that, that somebody in the judiciary who knew the identity of the professor figured out the address of kazuma and wrote specifically his son hate mail and included an article yes so okay. Kazuma
0: is like Professor Mikotoba. Obviously, was trying to protect me by te- by not telling me my daddy was a murderer. So ward- So he, but he can't tell nobody. So he goes and tells the judge, Judge Shasyoro, and all he does is hesitate and then laugh it off,
1: which is real shitty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So Kazuma makes this personal mission to get to the bottom of things and is why he's He's like
1: all all of my adults in my life are lying also my mom died of sadness and so i have to do this on my own yeah so he makes it his
0: point to get to to britain to figure all this out um and he also says that he knows gregson was working for the reaper but he's firm that von zeeks is the reaper uh and he goes thanks for watching my sword you can go see the forensics lab (laughs) we get this
1: whole thing about the fucking sword again and, and we'll talk about why I think we got that. Okay. Why don't we talk about my theories after? I mean, I guess we can do it now. No, nah, we're almost we'll talk done. Maybe almost at the end. So let's finish.
0: Um, okay, so we go off to the lab, and it's the same leg that Dr. Seif was in, uh, but now it smells like roses, and it's covered in, like, some pink lighting and some dolls, and it's that girl from before, Dr. Gory is sharpening her knives. Um, the
1: the one in the um, plague bringer doctor's mask. Yeah. The white plague doctor's mask. She does take it off during this conversation, but... You know, lab coat. You know, uh, steampunk. What have, vibes. I, what have I been calling her? Like a, like a goth, like a Victorian goth kind she's, of vibe.
0: She's got very much the the like very pale goth uh, porcelain doll vibe.
1: Yeah, she's extremely pale face, super round face, tiny little tiny lips, uh, not pink at all, like dead dead kind of corpse looking vibe when she does take the mask off though she's got like very low straight bangs and then very sharp green eyes yeah or blue Icy,
0: icy. yeah and she's got a butcher's knife and a knife and she keeps like sharpening them against each other mm-hmm. um okay so we asked her about the time of death and why it was omitted and she's like strongheart told me not to write it in there um and so she's like, give me that. And so she updates the autopsy report and she writes indeterminate and she goes, the body was fresh, but there was rotting fish in the coat pocket. So if his coat wasn't with his body and the body was placed on ice, that would cause the discrepancy of his body potentially and the rotting fish in his pocket. Um, the death would, it could have been as early as the day before, but both Strongheart and us are like, well, there's no industrial freezers where a body could be kept anywhere around here. So that's strange. We're like, okay, well, what do you know about ten years ago? The autopsy. She goes, I'm very, very proud of my mama. Um, she was there when Clint was autopsied. John Wilson was the one who carried out the autopsy, and there she was the sec. Mama was the second assistant. John Wilson was the one who carried out the autopsy, and the other assistant was Mika Toba. Yeah, daddy. Daddy. So, um, they un- and she's very proud because they uncovered vital evidence, um, which caused Genshin to be caught. Uh, so she tells us we can look at the files. What files are there for? Well, we go open the drawer and the files are gone. So she's like, those files are not allowed to leave this room. The last time I remember someone looking at them was two years ago. And that was a Herlock Schloeb with a, a, a little girl who looks very familiar because she's standing right in front of it. I was just like, uh, I gotta go. And she runs away. Yeah. Um, we also aren't allowed to examine this room because I tried to examine the desk. Uh, and it won't let us. Dang. Dang. So we go over to the last place we need to look at, um, which is the crime scene again. And all of a sudden there's a chest. This chest was mentioned and wasn't recovered during the trial. But we look at it. It's got a TG on it. And Gina's like, this is mine. I've always had it.
1: <laughs> I've always had it.
0: <laughs> um, and so she's like, oh, everyone at the yard's being real shitty to Gregson. Um, they found a secret notebook with all of these dates and times and information about the Reaper's victims. And I swear, literally everyone in London keeps a a record of all the people Von Zeke has prosecuted and the Reaper has killed. I'm not convinced Apparently. everyone in London doesn't have this same notebook. Yeah. Because it feels like it. Um, I digress. Uh, so people think it's proof that he did it. Gita can't remember the... She's like, all the names kind of like followed a trend except the last one. I can't remember it. I'll tell you it wasn't an English name though. But also the name Asa Shin... Re- throughout this whole thing. And we're like, what the fuck, Gina? Uh, She also, like, pulls out Toby again, the little dog.
1: Yeah. What the fuck, Gina? That's state secrets. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How did you find out about the state secrets, Gina? And she doesn't know through state secrets, because she's bamboozled by this. Um, Anyway, we're just like, hey, that chest belongs to uh, Gregson, doesn't it? We, like, present something that smells like Gregson. Toby's like, yep, that chest smells like Gregson. And then, um, she's like, okay, well, apparently Sandwich stole it, so he could pawn this nice trunk back. I took it back, and I figured I might as well use it. And we're like, can we look it over? And then Toby ad- attacks us until we're unconscious, which Toby apparently just licks us t- to unconsciousness. Licks us
1: into unconsciousness.
0: Weird. So then we wake up, and we're back at our office, and Herlock's making fun of us, and he goes, what, you're up for it. Let's go talk downstairs.
1: Did you get a chance to open the chest or no? No, I didn't know you could. Yeah, you can. There's evidence inside of it. There, you. There's blood on the side of it. There's a gash mark on the side of it. And then there's one piece of paper inside of it. Um, I don't. And it's the transfer papers to France, I believe. Um, I might be mistaken because, you know, you clearly don't use it because we're about to end this case here. But clearly. It'll it, be important next time. It w- yeah, I'm
0: sure I'll have to do it at some point. But it does not make you. It does not require you no, to. No, it does
1: not make you. I was just like, pop that bad boy open before we get attacked <laughs> by a dog. Right,
0: really? <laughs> Yeah, no, I did not open it, so thank you for opening it. Uh, so we go downstairs, and lo and behold... <sighs> this is where I got mad. This is where Michelle got mad. This I, is where I got mad. I deduced the entire scene instantly, and then I had to do an, a dance of deduction, so... That's
1: not the problem. I, it's not that, I was, that it was not revealed to me. Mm-mm. It was that everyone is so fucking stupid. Correct, yeah. Uh, no, I understand and, why. And that... I... You, Do you want to describe it? Daddy could be dead. It is not clarified to us until the end of the scene that Daddy is alive.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't think he was dead. Okay, so you walk in and there is a man, which is very clearly Professor Mikotoba. Daddy's on the couch. He's wearing the Kazuma mask, covered in the doily. Uh, There's some singing of a German folk song. And Iris is refusing to look at us or talk to us, and it's clear there's something in her mouth. There's broken teaware on the ground, it's and there's a cup and daddy's there's something in it.
1: her mouth. Yeah, I think I think skip all of that. So nobody recognizes him. Nope. You have to do a deduction dance to figure out what happened. Why don't we just skip to what happened?
0: Uh, and so yeah, we do a deduction dance. Herlock is fucking wrong. And so uh, what happens is Herlock opens the big chest that's been locked this entire game. And it's like a coffee table has been locked. Herlock opens it. Iris spits out the key she's holding in her mouth and goes, Herlock, no. And out from the chest pops this huge-ass punching glove that punches Herlock up into the air th- via his chin. And he lands exactly the way Professor Mikotoba is on the couch unconscious. Yeah. Uh, and Iris pr- tried to cover it up, I think, they don't say this, but cover it up by playing the doily over him. It's not a it's not a it's not a fancy scarf, Susana.
1: No, it's not even that. Cause I cause in the initial scene I thought Iris had tried to cover it up and that's why the music was playing. What they say and is canon is that when the punching bag happened, that's how all the shit fell out of the air. And landed. Coincidentally. It just happened, the mask happened to land on Daddy's face, the doily happened to land to cover him, and the record player happened to turn on.
0: And he happens to be holding one of the teacups by his index hand, which is faced inwards. I just refuse to have believed that was the canon, that they were just fucking wrong
1: and then didn't clarify. It would be better if Iris tried to stage it, to try and, like, knowing that Herlock Sholmes is an idiot, this staging would have worked. That's what um, I chose but, to believe my
0: heart. But I guess canon, is, it just fell that in, way.
1: In canon, it just fell that way.
0: Um, and then the record player eventually stops, which is fucking great, because it was annoying. Um, um, oh, so Herlock is, like, wakes up, and he's like, I'll take Daddy upstairs so Iris can talk to you. Um, and so she's, like, picking up a tray, and, and we're like, hey, wait a second, under that tray is the case file from the- Clint's autopsy. Yeah, Clint's autopsy. Um, and so she's like cries and says she's very sorry. She took it to, she took it those two years ago. Um, and she said that because she read all those case files that are in the trunk along with the punching glove, apparently. And she recognized the handwriting, um, and the autopsy report. Cause it matched all the files in the trunk. She matched. She's like, it was just, she was at the autopsy with Sherlock. She's like, Oh my God, that's my daddy's handwriting. But the lady's like, you're not allowed to take this paper out of here. Um, and you're never allowed to look at it again, actually. So she stole it because she wanted to compare the handwriting. She actually had never known her father's name. She only knew the stories because he doesn't use his name in any of the stories in the case files in the trunk. So Mm -hmm. at the end of this autopsy report is the name John H. Wilson, which is how she decided to start calling herself Iris Wilson. Yeah. And what we do learn is that, um, and Iris says, I'm going to go give it back. And Susada's like, I'll hold on to this. We can go give it back together. And her looks like, I will go with. And then Susada goes, what the fuck is the meaning
1: of this? Well, first Iris is like, I have to go water my herbs. Yeah. And so she leaves the room. Yeah,
0: she leaves the room. Susada looks at it and goes, Mr. Holmes, what the fuck is this? This is my dad's
1: handwriting. Yeah. I know it this, anywhere. This is Professor Mikotoba's handwriting because he was the assistant to the coroner. And so it makes sense he would have written everything down. Yes. So it makes you... So, but... She, Susado asks a real question. Hey,
0: like, basically, is Iris my sister? Are you her father? Because she thinks all these case notes are written by her father. And Sherlock goes, yes, I did tell her that. Which to me means, no, he's not. Because Mikatoba's gonna say, I owe her an explanation. Let me explain to my daughter. Sherlock's like, no, no, no. We must leave.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. Because Daddy comes down and and Sherlock whisks him away before he can explain. Yes. So what we learn is
0: Mikatoba and her are... The Adventures of Herlock Shloms. Yeah. They are the famous duo 15 years ago. And so it wasn't Wilson who was hanging out with Herlock all those years ago, which is why Mikitoba earlier was like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't him.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Iris is his kid. I don't know. We, I mean, it can be revealed that that's different, but I'm mostly asking the question, who did he fuck? Like, right, that's I mean, what
0: I, You're asking because Susado's mom was dead at that time.
1: Right. And it well, Susado's mom dead also was in Japan. He came to England and fucked somebody and had a kid that we assume wh- what we do learn from this though is that Herlock Sholmes is the worst daddy in Ace Attorney
0: continuously
1: i think it is very clear that he wins the worst daddy in his attorney award yes
0: um susato says daddy go with herlock i'll talk to you you can tell you can you can explain this later and that's the end of the case that's the end of the yeah. case
1: that's the end of the case we don't we we're geared up i guess yeah
0: i i think it's going to be revealed that herlock Sloans is the worst daddy he lied to iris yeah mika is not her dad either
1: well no he didn't he didn't tell like i don't know where maybe it was an offhand line i'll have to replay that scene but iris is not under the impression that Mikatoba is her dad she's not on the impression she thinks whoever wrote those case notes is her dad right is her dad and and so that could have been the original lie is that that's that what i think the original lie is whoever wrote those case notes is not your dad
0: that's what i think because herlock says in this scene
1: she's like iris
0: says whoever wrote those notes those case notes is her dad and herlock says yes i did tell her that
1: that's what i told her yeah that's okay. what i
0: told her so that's why i think that's the lie here is whoever it, he said that it, to give her something
1: it very well could be or um, it's him i
0: <laughs> he's I the dad.
1: if i think it doesn't matter who's the dad at this point herlock sholmes is her father figure and he sucks at it and is doing damage to her constantly
0: forever he's constantly. awful and t- ten years ago he was fifteen years old. Her- I thought he was nineteen. I thought we did the math on that and he was nineteen. He's thirty-four but maybe I'm wrong. years old ten years ago. Or no, yeah, he's I looked it up again at this case because it was like ten years ago he was in his
1: teens. He was in his mid to late teens, yeah. Um, and he's hanging out with your dad. <laughs> he's hanging out with your dad. Which makes
0: no sense because all he would have been doing is autopsies.
1: So, yeah, all this Irish shit gets me torqued, but, um, anything else to add about that before we go back to the Cosma thing? Uh,
0: no, I, that'll get revealed, um, my overall feelings about this whole case is that I can't believe they made this two games, and I think I'll just rip this apart later, but basically is this is, this is an incomplete case because it's
1: feeding into the next case. it's the most filler case anything has ever felt like we shouldn't have a case break here we should just go straight in and a lot of this was repetition and filler yeah they keep saying the same shit over and over and over they say what happened in the trial over and over and over like the second investigation day only half of it is new content at all yeah
0: so that's i'm very frustrated that there's two ways attorney games and this is very clear that they probably were going to have one game and when they realized they had to split they were going to split into two they stretched poorly and that's all I'll say about it for now yeah let's go into the cosmos stuff what do you have to say about that so
1: the the fact that daily vigil didn't take away the paper another sort of strike on his like whole shit um i didn't notice the rings so i'm not going to talk about that but cosmos not cosmos genshin Impact's last will and testament i have two theories about one it's in the sword, hmm. because because um he sent he still had all his shit. They say multiple times he had this sword when he was here. Mm-hmm. So in the in the prison room, he had all of his shit, but he wasn't allowed paper. I think he wrote on it and he put it in the sword. Rinosuke says distinctly that he did not um unsheath the sword mm-hmm. while it was in his possession custody. Yeah. Alternatively. Genshin Impact wrote hate mail to his own son. (laughs) And that was his final weapon. (laughs) I don't think it's that. But imagine, he had to give this piece of paper to somebody to post in a couple of years to send hate mail to his own fucking son to create the son that would have a vengeance and go to England and avenge him. (laughs) From what we know about Genshin... I think
0: they're equally likely. (laughs) I think from what we know about Genshin, he wouldn't do that.
1: No, I don't think you would do that either, uh, which is why I think it's probably still in the sword. Uh, but uh, wouldn't it be funny, though? If <laughs>
0: That would be so funny, and I would believe that of many, many other characters in this game.
1: That they would write hate mail to their own
0: yeah. child. You're telling me Strongheart wouldn't do that? Dr. Scythe wouldn't do that?
1: Um, yeah I know yeah to motivate them to do it's a real Manfred play that that move yeah it sure is
0: but like what we're being set up to believe is that the professor was actually framed yes and it is very unfortunate that he was framed and hated all this time when it's clearly Lord Strongheart who has been doing all this shit
1: I mean the big mystery that I still you know will crack it next case but I feel like it's gonna be pretty unsatisfying is the dog Toby and or Baskerville's No, the Hound of Baskervilles, because the professor did all his murders with a dog. Right. Um, Very original character. Do not steal (laughs) TMTM. He did all his murders with a dog. I don't think it's going to be revealed that that dog is Toby, but they're kind of setting it up so that Toby could be triggered to be... Because they keep calling him a hellhound in this case. Yeah,
0: which is like really cute because he's a little puppy.
1: Because he's a little puppy, but he's not old enough to be the professor's dog. But now that I know about this ring shit, I wonder if the ring is something related to the triggering the dog. Um. um. Anyway, that's speculation about the case we're about to play. Whatever. But I'm gonna be. I'm. I don't think that the dog stuff has been set up enough to be satisfying. Maybe I could be. I could be wrong. Maybe they'll do the the fact that there was a dog weapon in a satisfying way next case. But right now, I'm feeling like we keep getting hints about the hound like we found the collar and shit but we're we're not setting up the hound no and we got a weird we
0: got a weird not call out but reminder of it because fabian puts a collar on vigil to bring him back to the house when they were kidnapping him
1: right the strangle the strangle marks, marks are from a collar
0: yeah and that's all they um, say about it. But I wonder if those strangle marks are going to be relevant coming forward.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. We gotta we gotta do more game. But those are really... I don't know how to... And I kept saying to you, I don't know how to feel about Cosmo. Because he, he they didn't go the direction with him that I thought. Which I thought they were going to go full antagonistic with him in court. Which he is antagonistic in court. But when you talk to him, he's like, I'm really proud of you, buddy. He's the vibe is kind of like he's clearly the leader of this little friend group and then he left and we had to figure out what to do with ourselves and he's come back and he's like i'm the leader of the friend group again and you're like bitch i'm better than you now Which, right like uh like Ryunosuke has a
0: thought in this because daddy's like come back to japan with me and he goes my whole life for the last year was carrying out kazuma's will turns out kazuma's alive and can carry out his own will what does that leave me? So what do I want? What am I? Yeah. And I was just like, This is too sad for you, Ryanosuke. And then he's like, It's too sad for me right now. I'll think about it later.
1: Yeah, like Ryanosuke doesn't even know. And and they both had kind of remarked that Cosmo was being really vicious with the um with the witnesses. I didn't really I couldn't really tell that. Um, it didn't seem as vicious to me. I so
0: my feelings on Kazuma, generally, right now, is that he is- the note I wrote is basically is, like, Kazuma's such a defense attorney. He presents things like a defense attorney. He objects like a defense attorney. Kazuma is not an antagonist, really, in this game at all. In this case. It does not seem that way. This is- in terms of, like, gameplay, this is the most lukewarm prosecutor we've ever had. And that's counting, um, pain. Pain? Because- His voice is even more lukewarm than Payne. Kazuma's voice is unremarkable. His objection is unremarkable. There is nothing interesting about Kazuma as a prosecutor.
1: I think if he can pound down on the the fuck your country thing, um, like fuck the British system stuff more, it'll be more interesting. Um, And that will give him more of a personality as a prosecutor. But he didn't do it quite enough. Like, he didn't scandalize everybody. No. He scandalized the judge for like half a beat and then uh for like, away. And then we like came back from it. I think if he does double down on that, it'll be fun. Um, but I was expecting him to be an antagonist with a sort of master plan of how he was going to do this in the way that like seeks his own vengeance. Um, and that does not seem to be what is happening. Like no. he's his he seems to be completely transparent is that he already assumes that Von Zeke is the Reaper. He already assumes that Von Zeke is responsible for his father's death, which is weird because he's holding the prosecutor responsible instead of trying to find like, instead of like investigating and seeing if his dad was innocent or not. Right. Um, and so he's, he's just as targeting Vanzi. Like he's very bold facedly like Vanzi is guilty and I'm going to put him in prison. And also I hate the British justice system, but I'm going to function within the bounds of it for some reason. Right. Not, I have two swords and neither of them are going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just, yeah, neither of them, like, that's, Kazuma's not compelling to me as an
1: antagonist. Not right now. Yeah, I think that there's room. There's
0: room. I just held zero hope it's going to happen.
1: I thought the dude was going to be pulling on, I thought some horrible thing in his brain got unlocked, and from his dad's, his serial killer father's, like, legacy, and he was going to go full serial killer on us, and be, like, a serial killer on the stand, and I didn't get that, and so now I'm just kind of like, well, what the fuck? No,
0: what <laughs> I think is going to happen, this is my predictions, is Kazuma is going to continue to work with us and then we're just going to both object together and get strong Yeah,
1: like, and it'll be like, we're best friends, okay? We're, we're best friends. We're best friends. But what if Kazuma killed Gregson, though? Wouldn't that be like, now we have to clean up the serial killer we created? Wouldn't that be like, That'd be cool? <laughs> like, if
0: they did anything with Kazuma, it'd be cool. I don't know. I just, I'm very
1: underwhelmed. Yeah. I think, I mean, I want to see how the rest of it goes. Yeah. I'm, I, I, Gregson, I don't know how to feel, like, I'm a little sad Gregson's gone, but he, he was both very great and very infuriating at the same time, so now it's yeah. just kind of like, well, let's see which, which side of the coin he ends up on yeah. for the last one. Gregson um, is more interesting dead than alive. <laughs> Unfortunately. You're right, but you know who I am sad about and I miss? Hosunaga. I'm like, bring back Hosunaga. <laughs>
0: I would I would love Hosunaga and the Skulking Brothers to Where be around.
1: Why didn't they bring Hosunaga on the boat with them? Ugh. They didn't know Cosmo was alive. So if they had found out Cosmo was alive, I bet you Hosunaga would be here to redeem himself. Because, I mean, he still feels so bad. He don't know. He still don't yeah. know. He still don't know. And he, he would, he would want to investigate, he would want to learn about the science, you know, uh, forensics and shit. Cause he's doing that over in Japan. Yeah. Um, but I will say the last thing is I gave a lot of hate to Maria Gorey when we had met her the first time because she committed a hate crime against us. Um, she was a lot more palatable this time. Like she behaved herself and was kind of chill. I also like how you can tell a lot of her personality from the changes to the background. And you can tell that she's different from her mom from the background changes. Yeah. And I'm hoping they leave it there because it's like a nice little are you paying attention thing, but it's not like the whole fucking story. Yeah. Right. And she doesn't say actually me and my mom are quite different would you like five dialogue options about it like no, no. it's just sort of subtle and i like it i like it she says that
0: i was told by Strongheart to omit this thing from the autopsy report let me fix it for you i bet my mom was forced to fuck yeah, yeah. but why i'm sure someone forced my mom to do that it's just not her personality and we're like well who else would have forced her to do it um, and
1: and we're also like don't go down the same path as her.
0: Yeah, and she very clearly doesn't want to do that. So, right. I think that's great. Um I I like her a lot actually. Um and I think the hate crime is the unfortunate side effect of this game. Not that it's forgivable because I'm not saying the racism is forgivable by
1: any means. I mean, we we <laughs> do have to segment it's in order to come like fucking play the game That's yes so I, we can se- it's the same with the <laughs> warden the un- governor warden it's and the her. same with the warden everyone has to be a little bit racist at first and then we can have a conversation with them i don't like it it's bad but once we get through it we can then continue <laughs> yes on. exactly so I, i'm saying both of them are unforgivable and i'm i'm sad
0: that they they, they force these characters to do that to us the game but i liked both of them a lot
1: I hope, I kind of hope we don't get very much more of them because I don't want anything bad. To, I don't want them, I like them now and I want to leave them on that positive note. Yeah, I hope it just stops there. But we're probably going to get Caden. I think like they're undeniable. Caden seems to be Irish or Scottish with his, his. Yeah, his. Um, in-text accent, but like, I like him. I hope we get, like, I hope we continue liking him. Yes. Is what I'll say.
0: And yeah, like the, 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 the redhead bros, uh, you know. I I like them enough, but they're not, they're no Skulkin brothers.
1: They're take them or leave them for me. Yeah, they're no Skulkins. Yeah.
0: Um, But, you know, refreshing to have several characters we enjoyed (laughs) in one case. You're right. You're right. The only other thing, and I think I won't be able to fully articulate all of this, is my continuous decision of if I like Susato or not. Um, She, in this case specifically, back and forth, Goes from being like the Susato we have come to like work with, in love and enjoy, and then the Susato who's teary eyed and is in love with Kazuma, kind of, sort of, strangely.
1: I yeah, I feel like they keep the only metaphor I can sort of comes to my mind is they keep hitting her with beams, and sometimes they hit Susato with the like dumb fucking idiot beam and and sometimes they hit her with the like you're only you're the only girl in the game and Cosmo's so cool beam right like when when her dad is passed out on the couch there is no reason she should not be like that's my fucking dad because that's what I did but they hit her with an idiot beam for the the duration of that thing I don't like I don't understand I like who Susato is supposed to be I don't like it when she's hit with these weird beams
0: it's it's really, I find it extremely frustrating. Like, when she's like, that's my daddy. And he's like, no, it's the king of Germany. She goes, that's my fucking dad. Uh, and Herlock her, like, backs down because he's a fucking idiot.
1: But that's only after we take the mask off him. Mask it's not him. when we enter the room.
0: No, it's not, which is what I, the player, was able to do.
1: Yeah, well, when we entered the room, I thought Mikitobo, I thought Daddy Mikitobo was poisoned. Mm, Because he's holding a teacup, so. Because he's holding a teacup and Iris is always doing weird shit with tea. I thought she poisoned him. I had that thought briefly,
0: but um, I assumed he was still alive because we started a dance of deduction.
1: Well, that's what I was talking about with tonal. Is like, if they wanted me to think he was poisoned, the tone of it with Sherlock fucking I was like yeah you want to add some whimsy to this before we reveal he's dead like fucked up and then like Gina coming in and being like Inspector Gregson's dead crying fucking whimsy Sherlock Holmes' blue hair fucking (laughs) bouncing around in the background like the tone like no it's bad they're not making me feel things the way they should be like we've been with Gregson for two games presumably we're supposed to be sad that he's dead So when Gina, another character we like, has run in and told us Gregson's dead, we should be shocked and sad, and instead I've got fucking blue hair, manic pixie, dream girl, her girl, girl, like shows being like, let me put my coat on. Like, <laughs> well, and also, then we also go back to the crime scene with Iris, and she's not
0: fucked up either. Remember when we, she's not last fucked game, up either. When the last game, when she sees the pawn guy, I can't remember his name now, but he's dead, and she's like, she was shit. fucked up. She was fucked up, and you, Gregson
1: was insensitive, and he tried, but he and was tried. Like and he was chastised for being insensitive, right? And we were like, what the fuck? She's 10. Well, that I can see why you thought Gregson wasn't dead this whole case. Yeah, that's I believe why. he was dead, but I can see why you'd think he wasn't because nobody is reacting to his death in the way that like a normal human would, but also in a way that would uh, indicate to me the player that I should be feeling things.
0: Right? Gina's the only one who goes through the appropriate motions. Right. And that's it. We don't shoot Shadow iris doesn't she just says oh poor gregsy like twice yeah
1: right oh poor gregsy like and then and uh susato and and naruto have a little bit of a a um a back and forth where they're like looking at the silhouette and they're like wow it didn't really feel real until we got here and then they're like well shove that down buddy we got stuff to do we right? gotta like,
0: twist this little policeman neck and make it shoot out his penis hole
1: Anytime anytime that that rinosuke and Arahoto starts to feel something he shoves it in the little bottle in the back of his head and continues and the problem with that is he's our main character and so we we are not getting to like experience those and develop with him because every time something interesting happens to him he shoves it in the little bottle in the back of his mind
0: yeah um i don't think i have anything else of note about this case
1: No, I think that's, I mean, we're, we're coming to the end, I think, and, and all of the, the feelings, everybody likes these two. And it's okay that you like them, Uh, the feelings that we're projecting onto them are extensions of the rest of the game as well, I think, right? Like, this one shouldn't be its own case, it should be meshed with the other two. You, everyone tells us like the, the last two cases are basically one case, they should just be one case.
0: Yeah. You shouldn't have split them then. And right. done what the first game did is drag me through the mud to get to a decent
1: end. I think we're headed there. I think it will end. It's just now a question of whether, like, I think it will end it bombastically. It's whether it's going to be satisfying or not. Right. I think is the test now.
0: And I just, like, I, and the, the reason I also got very frustrated during this case was because I, everyone we've ever talked to and people who have emailed us have said, oh, But, like, you can't, like, you need all of these cases in order to, like, once you get to the end, you can see why, right? And all I could think is, oh, because Giselle Brend is Asha Shin. We still could have done this in one game.
1: And then I. We still could have had her be the villain of the last case in the first game. I swear to God. And then I was. And then so I'm going through all the beats in my head while
0: I'm playing this case because they're repeating themselves ad nauseum. And I'm going, like, oh. Those cases didn't have to happen. I've cut the so then I started redoing the games already in my head, and I'm just gonna not like we'll save that for I think a big debrief. Well, we'll do the na- last case, and then I'm sure Michelle and I will do an episode of Stephanie and Michelle redo
1: Great Ace Attorney. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna need a you and me debrief and then a Kevin debrief. Um, Kevin is gonna be an apologist for this game <laughs> and advocate for it being good, uh, and that's fine. We kind of need that energy. <laughs> we can- uh, yeah, and I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna come up with a
0: way that this all could have been one game, or at least two better games. But I don't want to be that negative. I'm just really mad that people had told me I had to suffer in order to achieve this ending, and I'm telling you, I didn't. But we'll see how the ending goes, because maybe
1: there are more yeah. pieces that are required that I've I think not sort of, seen. Where, I think I'm I the, the I'm excited to finish the game. At least maybe I, I'm not dreading playing it anymore. There you go. Well, that's good. <laughs> I may be alone in this. Uh, and it and it helps that somebody in my household is forcing me to play it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, you
0: don't have that. I'm, al- uh, but... I'm alone with my laptop taking notes and having to stop every three minutes to type. <laughs> yeah...
1: So, Come over and play with
0: me. <laughs> you'll have to stop every three minutes so I can type my lengthy paragraphs. That's all right. That's okay. It's worth it. It's, that's all. That's I think that's the other part that we've expressed before is very frustrating is I have to, we have to spend, and Michelle is taking notes for other games, so I'm not complaining that it's me doing it because she's had to live this before too. It is the complaint that I have to sit there and really ruminate on every beat where the casual player does not have this happen to them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's homework for us. But at, but at the same time, even if we weren't taking notes on it, we wouldn't need to be reminded every five seconds of what has happened five seconds ago.
0: It's it's within the same case flashbacks that piss me off. It is the same three dialogue options. Tell me about yesterday. Tell me about 10 years ago. Tell me about yesterday. Tell me 10 years ago. I'm racist. Yeah. Please call to your dad first. Okay, I'll talk to you now. <laughs> Yeah, the formulas they 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 got to me in this one, but um, what I got out of it, likable characters, so that's True. that's decent. Yeah. Um, not a uh, we got a break from Vigil and it was bad uh, because they gave us sort of a character break out of this because he just screams and faints.
1: Kind of, yeah. We did this is the first sort of kind of character break that we've gotten, so I, maybe we'll get another character break for the big bad male strong heart. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. So, I
0: don't know. Anything else? No. I mean, while I said
1: this case wasn't that long, I'm sorry this episode's two hours. <laughs> Hopefully we can trim it down.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm sorry in advance.
1: Hot actual hero. <laughs> it was the real Genshin impact of this case. <laughs> All right. All right, object podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Get us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Podbean, the bean that we grew from our garden, uh, where we live now. Um, com still exists. Um, it's just, just posting stuff in the queue there. Object dot com We're still there. Uh, uh, thanks Dark shadow reach to off the YouTubes for use for our theme song, Hey pal, a Detective Gumpture remix. Thanks, Michelle, for stuff at the end. Uh, it's going to be all right, everybody. Send us an email about how, how mad you are that we're mad about things. <laughs> and uh, if you're waiting for us to debrief about
0: the final case, you can send us your notes ahead of time. Cause...
1: Yes, that's true. If you got thoughts, because we're going to do the total, total debrief fairly soon. So send them, send them, object to this podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we are here and we are waiting for you. I don't know if we'll do the next case for the next episode, but it'll it's coming up, so we'll talk to yeah, you it soon it depends
1: on schedules It is
0: all but we'll get there alright well so in the meantime I'm Stephanie and I'm Michelle and that was Object to This so why don't you object to that
1: the light, it